everyone, and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons, episode 45 of There Will Be Dungeons, D&D the way mom used to make it. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and Kyle Ferguson, and we're here yet again to continue the continued continuing adventures of our heroes. Before we get too far, though, I would like to read an email. This one from Steph, I won't give their last name, Steph, let's just say, who wrote in at the website, therewillbedungeons.com, and said... Save the damn pixies is the subject. Hey, team. First time writing in. Love the show. And I'll be honest, the last campaign had me nearly yelling out loud while I listened at work. And you were given the perfect opportunity to save the pixies. And buttons, by the way. And this is a little while ago. A few episodes back. When Monsoon Cabbage asked if you need anything else from him when when you were visited at Charlemagne's, why didn't you just ask him about the pixies or buttons? I feel like Bo has been trying to steer you towards the pixies the whole time since he keeps using pod to remind you. I bet there's a really useful reward of some kind just saving them. Uh, Fantastic role-playing and story, but dang, y'all are frustrating. Just save the pixies already. (laughs) Anyway, very glad Hope isn't dead and looking forward to the next episodes. Have a fun BlizzCon. So this is right before BlizzCon. Steph. All right. Uh, Is that true, Bo? Could could we have curbed the whole enthusiasm there with just asking him to save her and to save the pixies and be done? Can't answer questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not out of the teat quite yet, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's yeah. still a chance. Yeah, we're still in the teat. I mean, it's like, um, you know, you go to church and you kneel and pray and ask God. You know, what if I did this instead of make this choice? Yeah, am I a sinner? And whatever you get back as the response should be your counsel. Wow. Uh, in this campaign and probably in life, if you're a Christian, that is. <laughs> that was a much deeper answer than I was expecting. Yeah. I've been watching. Be fun. I've been watching the Lost Kingdom. It's all about Vikings and Saxons, and my head is nothing but Vikings and Saxons. What is that? Wait, where is that? Is that a thing? I want to see that. It's on Netflix. It's like a BBC thing, but it's all. It's like there's this young prodigy of a kid who was a Saxon, but he got sold off to the Vikings and raised as a Viking. But then he came back to Saxon land. He doesn't fit in, but he's the greatest warrior. Wow. But he keeps getting in trouble with the church because he kills priests in the church. This isn't that reenactment. Is is this the reenactment one where it's kind of half documentary, half people talking? I don't know. It's it's like Vikings, a TV show. Like if you're jonesing for more Vikings. Oh, good. Okay. Then this is a pretty good fit for, All right. for that. Look at that. We I got find neat... I'm often jonesing for more Vikings. <laughs> we got. I like Vikings. We got an email in and a recommendation for a somewhat fun, entertaining historical biopic television show from the BBC on Netflix. So there you go, everybody. Uh, before we get into the adventure this week, we like to throw it over to Kristen for a quick recap, re- recap, recap of what happened last time. Kristen, take it away. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, beware of trolls bearing songs. At Pharrell's lusty lauding, the singing sovereign silence, prompting the party to probe the perilous pit. They eventually espied their entrance. In it, a river ran rapidly along the rear. Across it, they found the fearsome fiend who fumed and fumbled. Stanley started with a salute, only to wish his words weren't so wonderfully wise. Pharrell next tried waxing wordplay that won the whopper's wit. The behemoth baron of the bouldered basement beset them with a business. Find the fallen foundation and hang the human harming with headaches. Out of the opening, they opted to determine the direction of the directly dead deed. There were two trails to travel not yet traversed. The first found Varel blasted with bats, quickly beaten. Further in, glowing green fungi tempted Nash to taste. 
As he retrieved his radiant reward, he spotted a store stuck in the shrooms. Stanley quickly commenced combing with his mage hand, but the death disturbance delivered a deceitful detractor. The sweeping spider stood towering over the two, but its intensity soon diminished as it expired as expediently as it had entered. In the final forum, a fireplace, feces, and freight appendages. The team took their fresh flesh and reared rations before accepting the advancement they essayed to accomplish prevailed in the past passageways not perfectly probed. All the way back they beat it, but before battling the beast they hold up for a hushed halt. It was then Stanley spoke, fearing the Fey, its force, and its influence upon his waking. Now rejoin our heroes as they heed the hunt given them by the singing sovereign underneath the twisted trails of the teat! Well done as always, Bo Schwartz. What else can you do but start making our lives miserable? Go. I, I might think you may spend the rest of your D and D lives under the teeth, just so we could hear Kristen end every intro with "underneath the teeth." Yep. Under boob. Under teeth. All right. So when will last be left? <laughs> under teeth. Right. It's twenty there. Next um, week, I gotta make a note. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. <laughs> so when last we left off, the, our heroes had. Uh, Returned to the entrance of the cavern underneath uh, the keep of the teeth. Nash had molded some earth and blocked off the passage in order to block out the singing sounds of Hungui. The very deranged and very tall, muscular man guarding the river on the east side of the cavern. Our party settles in to spend some time resting. I still believe that you'd require more than eight. So I think we can start by telling me how you'd like to set up watch and how you'd like to set up camp. Hmm. Well, where I piled up the rocks in the front there, or the, the earth there, um, we don't have to watch that, do we? No. Okay. But you did see, it does in the forefront of all of your minds that you did see a critter who was able to dig through the earth and traverse it. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Court of D&D, I said we slept on the rocks, and then you said we benefited from a long rest. So are we backstepping here? Aren't we all waking and happy from our sleeps? Oh, well, did you set a watch? I'm I'm asking I'm purely I'm asking. <laughs> I would imagine we would have set a watch. Yeah, I would think we would have. Just curious. Stanley gave a big speech and then probably before everyone went to bed we probably decided somebody should keep an eye out. Just I assume there was a watch. I'm just asking, you know, how did Yes, there was a watch. There was definitely a watch. <laughs> there will be watches. And everyone did great. It was a very calm night. Yep. Okay. And for how many hours did the rest uh, occur? All the hours that we need. I don't know. <laughs> required Despite there being rest. watches, we don't have watches. So I assume, probably I when everybody was... felt good. All right. I assume it was for the extended amount of time yeah. because it was required. I just want to know if you were staying further or if you wanted to pick up at the end of the rest then. 16 yeah. hours. 
Yeah. That's what yeah, that's what I said last week. I would say less some because when we had that conversation we also did uh, I think afterwards you met with Hungui and fell into the mushroom we didn't fall into the mushroom hole but explored the mushroom hole <laughs> and made dinner. So I'd say fourteen would be sufficient. Assuming someone has a way to manage that amount of time. Uh, every time people thought, let's go, uh, there was a quiet murmuring of, oh, you feel good? You feel healed? You feel like your spell slots are back? If no, you we'll just keep sleeping. less exhausted, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you feel no, like maybe one less level less exhausted? Nash declared, yeah. he is very, I am very uh, regular. And if, if according have- to my <laughs> clock... That's true. What's the shooting policy of this camp? Where does it go? It's very uh, close. Right there. under the up. ladder. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So once you've, uh, if you haven't done so already, mark off a long rest on your sheet and recover your spell slots. Half you, uh, you hit dice up to half your level for a long rest. You've eaten uh, either spider leg or bats. I believe the bats was one. So I ate the bat. Hope ate her bats, and yeah. I passed out four spider legs, 11 total, down to mm-hmm. eight. And now in the morning, I'm going to pass out five spider legs. Okay, so okay, so these are spider leg rations that you have, effectively. Correct. Okay, perfect. That works. So I'm down to three rations. And have you have you considered George in your math? Yes, Is yes, he, that's the he, minus five, so he got a ration okay. as well. Perfect. All right. So uh, everyone begins rousing from their rest. Number of hours have gone by without event. It's been very quiet in the sealed-off room, deep beneath the ground. That was a little chewy. Whoa! Good morning, then, Ash. Says George. Oh, George, you're still—you made it through the night. That's great. Why is it? Is there something I should be worried about? No, I just noticed that I was sleeping right on top of you, basically, and I've moved since, but there was a time where I was like that, and now I'm like this. Okay, I guess I, I guess that's all right. I didn't notice. I just it happened during the night. I probably rolled over, and I'm glad you're that you're okay. Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not really okay. My foot really hurts still. Yeah. I mean, I know it was healed. It's not open. It's just sore. We don't have much. Out of the healing process. Yeah, we can't give him. Can't really give him much for that. Say, I I was wondering. um, Now that we're we're somewhat bonded a bit, I saw that you had you'd found some some items back when we fought the puddings. And that you sort of divvied up the stuff that you found, and I was wondering, I was wondering if I I could maybe have one of them. If it's not too much of a request, I, I'll, I know. Uh, my... I'll start going through my bag, pull out the bottle of glue, and give it to him, Aww. and the lantern with oil. Uh, well, I had something else in mind. Um, I, it just what caught my eye was was there's a little box with dials on it. I thought that might make a fun toy for my eldest. You cannot see in the dark, and you were just gifted a lantern. What? Oh, no. Uh, 
No, no, but it's it's. I mean, a lantern. I will use it to help light the way for Shippo. But I just, I was, I'm asking about the box. It just. Perhaps we should worry about divvying things up once we're actually out of the cave. Oh shit! But, guess but, guess but who's here, you're... everybody? Guess who showed up overnight? Hey, just what? Sorry. Look, as soon as we're out of the cave, I'm gonna mess around with the box first. If I don't find anything, your kid can have it. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> well, okay, I don't then. believe I... we've been formally introduced. Jeez. What? Yes, um... this is George Stanley. You remember? Stanley, you know very well. Stanley, Stanley. please. Hello. <laughs> George, was it? Uh... Right. Yes, we've we've met you, you. You healed my foot, Stanley. I'm very grateful for all that you've done for me. You have, you've 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 had no cause as someone on the opposing side to have helped me, and you have helped me. And I've I've sworn my fealty to you, just to save my family. You are good folk. So funny Please that accept you call things. it the opposing side. Hmm. Well, we were out to arrest you. You were, and now that you've had a chance to meet with us a little bit, are you all right, George? <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to, to sneeze, but I held it in. You, uh, what is your opinion of me? My, my, well, you are, you're a great, you're a great man. You're a great wizard. And so... Now you perhaps regret your decision. No, hunt. please, please don't, don't cast your dark magics on me. I just was asking about the box as a toy for my eldest. It's That's just all. us talking. Why, why are you There's speaking? There's no need to be concerned. <clears throat> Excuse me, Nash. Yeah. Nash. yeah. Why is he speaking? So he sounds different, or is it just me? He's a bad morning elf. Go yeah. ahead and tell him the truth. Nash. Uh, it's fine enough. They're already broadcasting it over their little intercoms, letting everyone know the secrets. All right, uh, fine. George, we may as well. George, just listen. Hold, are you sitting down? You're sitting down. Okay, hold. Just listen to what we have to tell you. There, it's hard to explain, but there are two Stanleys. And one of them isn't called Stanley and is a huge dick. And his name is Diane Tallis. And the one you're dealing with right now is Diane Tallis, and when he uh, last night that was that was Stanley, and Stanley so, is so that, nicer than Diane Tallis. So that's what they they meant when they said they were looking for Diane Tallis, but then looking for st- yeah, that's, is, that's is what he they sickly? Meant. No, no. Perhaps how, this will help your mind. And how is he- uh, I'm going to go ahead and alter my appearance. It's going to still roughly look the same. Uh, facial hair is going to go. Features are going to become a little more defined, uh, more traditionally handsome, maybe. Hair a little bit longer. Uh, eyes brighter silver. Um, just so he looks a little bit like a different person. There. Now you appear to be speaking to someone different. Does that help you in any way, George? Oh man, George is frozen in place. His jaws are just going open and closed. 
His mind is bewildered. You're gonna Tell f- me, George, you said you wanted this device for your eldest. How many children do you have? Oh, I've got I've got three. I've got I've got three children. <clears throat> and you Mr. said you uh, were married. I'm married, yes. George, do you have a last name? Um uh um Miller. George Miller. George Miller. (laughs) (laughs) Very pleased to meet you. My name is Diane Tallis. Now, George, what exactly would you say you offer this group? Um, uh, well, my gun. Oh, may I see it? my, my, My oath. Um, what do you need to see my gun for? I just want to see it. You're telling me you're a dog, and I would like to see what sort of bite you have, because at the moment, all I'm hearing is a bark. George looks over to you, Hope, and says, Is, 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 is this normal? Should I give him my gun? I'll look over at Diantalis, a very stern look, and then nod. While staring at Diantalis. Okay, he takes Hope's signal and unclasps the he gun. He doesn't from... have his gun. He doesn't. No, it's in the troll cave in front he of the troll. It. Yeah. All You're right. right. Oh, okay. My bad. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't remember that bit of information. Um, he he goes to give you his gun and realizes it isn't there and sort of. Right, right. Um, I guess you took my gun. So, what else do you bring to the table? Um, well, you can... Hope, can you give me a gun? I'm a good shot. I took out one of the puddings, you know. You took out your own foot, is what I know. It was an honest mistake. It could have happened to anyone. But it didn't happen to anyone, George. It happened to you. But, but, but you, you helped me. It was a mistake. It was an error. Uh, I was panicked. I've never seen Stanley. I've never you, seen George. pudding come to life in such a manner. Hopeful. It was horrifying. The this handgun is... with the thirty ammo and hand it over to George. Don't hand him that. Here, let me give you my weapon. I'll reach back and pull out the dagger that I keep stowed behind my back. How are you with a knife, George? Uh, well, I, I'd feel, considering the kind of monster that's down here, I'd prefer a gun at range than to close quarters combat. Yes, close quarters can be tricky. And I'm going to try to stab him in the throat with the knife. Oh no! Oh, holy Hope shit! Hope block it. Attack, attack roll. Oh, are you blocking it, Hope? I'll try to, because I'm handing the gun and the ammo over. Okay, uh, let's make a grapple contest before you can make your attack roll, please. Okay, what do I do for the grapple contest? Uh, the attacker makes an attack roll. Oh no, sorry, it's a strength check. Athletics. And for you, you can choose dex or strength. So either your athletics or your acrobatics. Okay, that's going to be a 20 not natural for me. Oh, nice. An 11 for me. 
Okay. Hope is uh, just too slow to grab you, and the knife moves forward. Roll your it was a attack seven. roll with dis- with with advantage. Sorry. Oh, with advantage. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first roll was a seventeen. Uh, that's going to be a seventeen to hit. Okay. Roll damage dice. Eight damage. And where do you stab him? In the throat. Jeez. Is it up into his head or just straight mm, through side. or down? Side. In the side? Yeah. Okay. You swing your knife out and sink it into his neck, a look of horror on his face. As blood bubbles up into his mouth, he goes, Why, Stanley? Why did you do this? I know. And tears begin to well up into his eyes as his horror, shock, and realization wave over his face. And his hands clutch out and grab your cloth. My dearest George. <laughs> Why did you <laughs> And he coughs up blood on your shirt. Press the digitate away. <laughs> He's still on you. He's still coughing up blood. Are you moving away? Uh, I'll twist the knife. You're using your hand, right? There's no telekinesis. All right, you twist the knife. Reach out, grab his head, pull it back, and push him off me. All right, and as you do that, his body goes limp, and blood spills quietly on the floor. Well, there we go. One little moral quandary solved for you lot. Dying Talus! Your other half's going to be horrified. Yes. <laughs> he's going to be very upset. Rest assured, I appreciate Stanley's newfound independence. But it's time for him to stop behaving like a child and start learning the way the world works. Now, he's given some nice little speeches to all of you, and honestly, I don't give a damn what you decide to do. You can save the cat, you can kill the cat. It makes no difference to me. But Stanley will learn the lesson I have for him. One way or another. George had a family. He had, chil- he had children. He had, a, he had a life that he, that he was ready to go back to. It wouldn't have been that hard to get him out. I didn't like him either. I vaguely remember you saying he was a burden on the group, Nash. I, I'm fact, always complaining about something Stanley or other. I was the only one who was in the Save George camp. So, you may all act indignant, but deep down, your gratitude is noted. If you recall, after his little uh, soapbox speech to us, it had an effect on me, and I think he was right. I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong. You've jacked this but, one up bully for you. Why I oughta, and then I kind of like start shuffling forward and I was hopeful I'll try and grab Nash and hold him back. Oh, did you want to grapple him or just No, I'm just like making move I'm making overtures that I'm pissed. Oh, I was talking to Hope, sorry. Hope was grappling. Um, like a a hold arm out and if he runs into the arm, kind of like hug him. Dramatic scene, I see. Yeah, just for drama. I don't really want a confrontation. Physical. Spiritual, hello. 
<laughs> sexual. Sexual. Well, if we're done grandstanding, it seems we're right back where we were last I was here, so perhaps a little forward momentum. Nash just stares at the body. I wanted to be body. noted. Oh yeah, go ahead. That Varel is Return of the Jedi-ing for the past five minutes in between the various characters. Darth Vader, no, looking at his son, looking at the Emperor, <laughs> looking at his son, looking at George, looking at Hope. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I have no word. Nash has no words. This is the worst we've seen of him. I told you all exactly what to expect, exactly what this world offers. How many of his brethren have you killed just a night or so ago? What is one more? Vorel, ready to trade him away as a bartering chip. Hope, ready to alleviate everybody's moral quandaries by doing this herself. And Nash, always reminding us what a little burden he was. Now there's one less mouth to feed, one less body for Varel to carry, and one less person to concern ourselves with. It isn't binary. You can't just choose to end someone like this. I believe I did. I know you did, but you can't. I don't care how dark and dreary this world is. I don't care how, how awful it can be. Stanley's right. We have to do better than that. There was some other there was some other ground to reach with him. It wasn't just end him or not. Then let Stanley's words galvanize you, and you will be wrong right along with him and ready to learn the same lesson. You're like a guy in an old car who all he does is talk about how shitty the car is, but he wouldn't exist without the car. <laughs> I assure you I would exist without Stanley. And you should be very concerned as to what would happen if that were the case. Well, you wouldn't exist here and now. We wouldn't have poor George here laying on the ground bleeding out. Well, should we move the, the wall and get out? There's nothing else to do. You're also glum. I've done you a favor. You get to walk out of here on the moral high ground, burden-free. Smiles all around. Then lead the way, Mr. Moral Authority. He, well. he who move has the key dirt. to all good and bad. Oh, move my dirt. Oh, yeah, that is the direction we're going, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, yeah. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. All right, I'll move. <laughs> fine, I'll move the dirt, and I cast a spell and move the dirt. Mm-hmm. And where do you put the 10 foot by 10 foot square, roughly, of dirt? Uh, let's take the dirt that is currently there. Um... Hmm. I, 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 you could put it back where it came from. You could fill another wall with it. You could make a statue out of it. Let's put it where it was here. Actually, yeah, let's do that. Um, 
Can you leave a five by five of it? Or, you know, just a chunk of it? Okay. Okay. You put enough back just to leave a hole in the ground. Yeah. And now I want to take whatever I didn't take and I want to put it on top of um, George's body. Oh, okay. Do we need All to strip right, him of anything before we do? Do we, do we care about that? What was he carrying? He doesn't have anything, right? I'll look, I'll turn to Hope and go, Hope, we should probably just make sure he's not... There's nothing on him we need. I know it's, right, nice. it's a little dark, but... Just maybe see if he's got anything. <laughs> this is insanity. <laughs> Hope will shake her head! The man is gone! <laughs> Hope is wearing normal clothes! And he then has tactical search. clothes on. Put them on, Hope. Diane Talis has done us a great service this day. I'm never going in the city again. <laughs> Holmes rifling through his stuff. And if he has armor. Okay. He does have um, like the, the the riot gear. He's wearing the riot gear. So he has, it's, it would count as uh, padded armor. Okay. Uh, I believe. What were you wearing previously? It'd probably be a higher class than what you were wearing previously. I have to look okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was just clothes. Okay. Didn't it also get damaged by the pudding? So wouldn't this also repair that? that minus to the AC. Well, yeah, it should be putting on a new, new set of armor. So your minus to AC would be a perm... You'd do that as a permanent customization on that piece of armor on your character sheet and not directly on your AC, although you could have done that. So just make sure if you modified your AC directly, I don't know if that's possible in your character sheet that you revert that. Change it back. Yeah. Okay, Because cool. you can't customize it on the items. But if you didn't, it's fine. It's just a... I don't know how you did it, so... Um, okay, so I'll get that I'm, fixed over. I'm just and I'm just looking up the new armor. If you guys can continue on while I figure out the armor thing, I know you guys still need to find out what else he's carrying, uh, which is not much actually. I'll just get that out of the way now. He doesn't. Besides his armor, he doesn't have much on him. Uh, you find a uh, another sandwich on his body. <gasps> he had another sandwich. That liar! Sandwich. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> And there's a little note in the bag that says, uh, I love you in common. And with the, this name signed, uh, Martha. Martha Miller. And, <laughs> and, and um, Why did you say that name? In addition to that, there's a little bunny rabbit stuffed toy in his pocket. Uh. It, okay, real quick. Does it, do any of the rest of the team have any natural birth mothers named Martha, or we don't have to go Superman v Batman on this whole deal? We don't have to freak out because her name's Martha. Also, I mean that's private backstory. Okay, Scott. Mm. If you want to know, then you should ask. Can I ask? I remember when Martha gave birth to Diane Tallis. <laughs> All right. Back on the farm and not <laughs> five. All right, then we're gonna. So we're good. We can bury him now. Have we? Have we? You've, you've searched his body. Uh, you've stripped him naked of his armor, not of his clothes, unless you're taking his clothes too. I don't know. But no, um, no. there's a sandwich uh, on on it uh, on his body, and the stuffed toy, and the note. I'm just looking up what armor. I'll... I'm gonna snag the stuffed toy and put it in my pocket. I will find that child okay, and return write, write it. Write that, write that on the character sheet, please. Okay. You shall do. Okay, let's see here. There is an option for 
padded armor. Yeah, so is that what you had on previously? Let me add this here. It was chain mail. Chain mail? Mm -hmm. It was one of those starters that I got as a fighter. It was pretty cool. Oh, no, you're wearing... Ch What's chain, though? I think it's heavy. It's a small interlinking set of rings. Yeah, I know. It's just not what she was obviously wearing. We probably did that as an equivalency. Uh, let's see. Thank you, John. <laughs> you're welcome. Because you're wearing... Okay, I got it, actually. Uh, I'm going to find that kid. He's Are getting... you going to rip the head off his toy when you find him? No, the kid's getting the doll. <laughs> Kid's gonna get oh, the doll. Oh, he's gonna what, get that doll. What if there's something useful in there? In the doll? Oh. Yeah. Another sandwich? It's only drugs and dolls. <laughs> Another <laughs> secret sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little That's it's like a Derringer gun that someone hides in their sleeve. There's one more sandwich and it's in the doll. It's an extra tiny sandwich. Okay, so I've actually equipped you with um, scale mail, which would be the equivalent there, medium armor. Oh, awesome. Uh, it, yeah, perfect. Okay, excellent. That covers that. And the earth is moved in, uh, on top of George into a small... Do you bring him out to the hallway, or do you, do you... If you bury him in the hallway, it's very narrow in there. You're, kinda, you're not going to block the passage, but you'll be making a mound in the middle of a narrow cavern. I think it would be good to bring him out. Gotcha. Unless okay, anyone so. disagrees. Let me see if I can't find a mound. That's not quite what I had in mind, but... You have a little asset there? It'll Yeah, I'll just put a thing on the table that will serve as... Oh, a... there it is. I'm going to come out a little bit so I can see it. Okay. Um. All right. Someone carry his body. Oh, no, that's the mound. He's in there now? Is that what you're saying? He's in the mound. Okay. Yeah, sorry, oh. I'll get rid of his thing. All right. Let's go. Uh, I would have carried the body. Does anyone want to say anything? A couple of words. Not you, diarrhea. You stay in the hall for a second. <laughs> this was your dumb idea. Then I'll do it. No one else is going to say I'll say it. Uh, George, we hardly knew you. But for a little time we were here, you annoyed, you annoyed us. You took up space. Uh, you, you breathed our air, you ate our food. But in the end, you got screwed. I wasn't trying to rhyme that either. May the winds carry your ashes or your remains to the far reaches of the earth. May they never touch the solar mines. And may your children one day get this damn doll back. Amen. I hear you. Oh. Well, no, he's dead. This, this is a human thing, Varel. We, to honor the dead, we often we say words uh, to them or about them uh, to honor them. They don't have to be alive for that to be okay. To so the people that already knew him? Yes. That uh, do is you, useless. Do, well, it's pure ceremony. Do you, when, you, when, a, when a fellow lizard man dies, what do your people do? We would tell stories of him to those who didn't know him. This is pure nonsense. Well, I don't think we knew him long enough, but 
he's the lowest of us and is even lower now <laughs> and uh i just i hope that who whoever he leaves behind isn't isn't too harsh on our on us doesn't hate us too bad and then i'm going to throw um a little dirt on top like ceremonial just sort of toss a little handful of dirt on the mound hope will look at Varel and just kind of shake her head and a keep quiet <laughs> just a keep quiet <laughs> slow blink <laughs> head shake may you I require counsel <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll kind of walk off back to the hallway we slept in while Nash buries the corpse and if Pharrell wants to follow Varel, yeah, I'll, follow. I'll follow Hope Hope yes Pharrell I don't understand that's why, okay why is it that when we kill people when we don't meet them, we feel no remorse. But once we meet them and they are too weak to survive, must we feel bad about ourselves? Not everybody feels bad about this. Do I hear them it's talking? Whisper- Do I hear this, Bo? Where am I? I'm whispering. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm speaking full volume, so... Oh. <laughs> so scratch, yeah. out, scratch out Hope's part of it. <laughs> so you hear Varel's part of it, but not Hope's. Varel, oh, if you if you if one of us died, yes. Let's oh, say they went off. Oh, okay. You've interjected. If, if he's if he yeah, unless he's screaming <laughs> back, one of us died. Varel. If it wasn't clear, they walked off somewhere to speak privately. But Varel's speaking at full volume anyway. Okay. To keep quiet, so you can choose to interject or not. I just want you to understand what you're doing. I go. Excuse me. I interject. Okay, I'm gonna interject. Yes. I look over at Nash. What? If one of us, if if Hope died today. Would you not mourn her loss? I would have many stories to tell of her. Her body has many useful appendages. Surely her arm and leg are worth good money. I would be sad at the loss of a fine companion who can drive the mobile. Well, this is, some, is... this is some comforting bullshit is what we're hearing right now from Captain, Captain Lizard Ahab over there who will just gladly eat any of us if one of us dies or take our, our, our valuable stuff why am I with you people? We got Two-Faced McGee. He's killing me over here. And not only that, he's literally killing George. And now we've got Hope, who's got uh, vengeance in her eyes, and Varel, who doesn't feel any remorse about anything. I don't know why That's I'm with you true. people. Why would I have punched the black pudding so, if not to defend you while you exist in your body? If you shed your corporeal form, you are no longer there. Nash. Yes. Do you know what I whispered during my watch last night while you slept? No. What if you never do anything again? What do you mean? George doesn't know what you said about him. Oh, now you mean if I just now what I said? Well, we don't know that he could be here in 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 spirit. Perhaps perhaps this life is only a stepping stone to the next. These are all things I've been taught and told. I don't know if I believe them. But we humans have a sentimentality when it comes to people dying, regardless of how well or not well we knew them. I will note you've all seen the souls swimming in the piss. What of the souls swimming in the piss? (laughs) (laughs) They, we didn't know them. No, we didn't, but... 
If we did, we would mourn them. I would mourn them. If you died, Varel, I would not only sing your praises and talk about your great and many victories, but I would also be sad that you weren't with us anymore. Do you understand that? Do you understand sadness? I do. I see your point. However, we do not live by these words. And I move that if we truly believe these things to be true, that we do everything in our power to avoid killing from now on. Fair enough. George, when you were with us, you were mostly hidden. <laughs> nope, wait. When you were with us, it was pretty forbidden. But you did a good job of keeping the sandwich hidden. All right, let's go. <laughs> did you have anything more to say, Varel? I'm still very confused. <laughs> Though I would like to progress. If we find more creatures, we will need more rations. Just, Varel, and I'll say this really quietly... Remember that Stanley can see everything that's going on. Very well. Okay. Stanley, die in Talus. And I'll start walking after Nash. Yes. Uh, make note for Stanley of all the proceedings that have happened today. <laughs> I am quite sure he's aware. <laughs> I wish for him to explain this all to me. For die in Talus, you continue to make the most sense. That's very good to hear, Varel. Never again am I going in a city. It's a confusing wish. <laughs> Nash, are you doing all right? Yeah, it's fine. As we walk down the hallway. It's fine. Just trying to understand that the differences between us. They feel miles apart on days like this. Yeah. It can be pretty hard. I mean, he'll sing. That's, right, that's all I've had to say. He's not very good at comforting people. I mean, Varel, Varel will sing the praises of a king he's never met, but he, he has no desire to mourn for those we lose. I don't that understand. That king is alive. I, oh. I do not see the difficulty. We walked away. How loud were we talking? I, I, was, I was whispering. I was saying, I was being okay, yeah, we were, we were whispering. You're talking to Diane Tell. All right. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> well, that's our conversation. Right, I'll, I'll holler. Are we proceeding then and catch up and get in front as we look to head down this new hallway? Or a previous hallway, a thin hallway that we had tried before but looked of scuffs and creature motion. Uh, to the west. Correct. Okay. Uh, let's make your way down the hallway. And as you proceed down the hallway, you notice that it comes to a bend, and you stop there. Um, okay. As you approach the corner, um, you believe you hear the sound of something shuffling on ground. It's faint, and it it's over before you know it, but you hear a sound... It's not a natural cavern sound, some sort of rock reverberating with a distant roar of the river that you now know is exists underground. You hear something scuffle quick.
quickly on rock. And then as quick as the sound appears, you no longer hear it. Okay. I will relay it back to the group. Scuffling continues. This pathway is inhabited. Be prepared for combat. And I'm sorry, but oh, you say... gun is ready to go. You say we can hear water still? From the river? Oh, well, now that you know it's there, uh, Varel can. Oh, okay. Okay. His sense, senses are somewhat heightened. Cool. I'll advance to this man, main bend. All right. And you peer, you still... Now, you no longer have your dark vision, actually. I don't know if, Nash, that's something you'd wish to recast or not. But that's um, something you have to remove from you for now. Let me think. Or if you're continuing to use a light source... I mean, I've got my rock still. Um, your, how long does your rock last for? It lasts for. Oh, it only lasts an hour. I, I, I I'll recast okay. it though, and if and if uh, I'll perhaps offer one to whoever's in the lead. The same thing. Here's a rock, and let's light it on. Light it. Okay. Do you accept the rock, bro? Yes, I take it. Okay. Right. So what we'll do is so there's two rocks now. Is that right? Yeah, I've got one. In the rear-ish. Is a, is it, sorry, just a clarification. Is this a cantrip? It is a cantrip. That is correct. Okay, spell slot so you used. can light at will, sorcerer. Got yep. it. And it is 20 feet of light, right? Mm-hmm. The light can okay. be colored as I like, but I'm not going to mess with that. <laughs> um, okay, so you have you are a light source now. I'm going to make you a light source as well, Varel. All players see light. Perfect. Okay, so you take your, your light rock that Nash has provided to you now and peer around the corner. Uh, do you want to do a perception check, please? Yeah. A. 12. Okay. You peer around the corner uh, to see, to attempt to see what you can see, but uh, you cannot make out the source of the noise or any form. The bright light is also somewhat dimming your ability to see because the light is makes things visible close to you but it also makes the dark darker. Cool. Well, I will advance to uh, under this passageway some 40 feet ahead. Okay, perfect. Alright, just give me a moment, please. All right. As you approach down, uh, nothing happens. I will continue to the very entrance of this room that we are about to be entering. As you move to the entrance of the room, the whole party hears unmistakably a... I've done it quietly, but it's quite loud and quite audible. Clear as some sort of animal warning sign. Alright, well I will uh... Oh, Pharrell, before we get going um, assuming this thing digs everyone we can't really fight on sand how do we want to go about this? I mean, Varel could fight on sand. I have no doubt about that. But there are quite a few of us that can't exactly take hits directly. 
wise to think ahead of such things. Do we have any powers to aid us in this? Any way to turn the sand into stone? Uh, no. Well, not for me. I can mold earth like you saw me do before, but I can't turn it into another material. Mm. I've got... Um... My abilities are refreshed. I can do anything that I can normally do, but that is one I cannot do. All right. Just Maybe, wanted to check. Is Diantalus worth anything other than just grumpy shit and killing people? Or, hey, Diantalus, do you have any powers that would come to bear here? No, Nash. I do not have sand into rock powers. All right, well, it's about what I expected. Then we are in agreement that we move this way because we do not wish to fight a large man who eats his own limbs. <laughs> are you are you concerned we may face something uh, even greater foe than that by going this way? I believe so, but I also believe the king would be troubled and regenerate through most of our hits. Yeah. So we clear this out and we find the headache man. Kill him, and we go back. I believe so. All right, well, Varel, do you want to tank this? <laughs> That's the plan. Line up. And I'm going to uh, run into the center of the room with my breath held at that for that 15 minutes that I can do. So a big breath in case I get sucked underground. Okay. And and you, you're charging into the room? Yep, I'm planning to go 25 feet to the middle here. Make your move. Okay. <gasps> You uh -oh. enter into the room, and you, then you see it just Shit. before you. Large and wide, clutching the ground, standing maybe at your height five to six feet off the ground, but with eight legs. Reptilian. Familiar. It looks at you. The hunt in its eyes. Varel, it's one of yours. Roll for initiative. Oh, boy. Eight. <laughs> Nine. Four. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Two. You ever rolled a one on an issue? <laughs> Clearly you we don't want to fight this thing. You guys adding your modifiers? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's bad when the DM asks if you're adding your modifiers. Yeah. Check them. Just making sure. <clears throat> wow. Okay. That was just a constant downhill. That was great. Uh, let's see, how far are you? One, five, 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 ten, fifteen, twenty. Okay, as you charge into the room, is there any battle cry that you made, or is it a silent? No, it was more of a swift shuffle and a stop. Okay, as you run into the room, yeah, you see it. You stop dead in your tracks as you come across it, and you see that it has its tail up, and it's... And its eyes lock onto yours. Make a DC-12... No, not yet. Sorry. Oops. Um, okay, so it it moves its back up. As it yelps out and readies itself in a combat stance. Nash, your turn. 
Oh my gosh. Um, I'm. <laughs> can I ask what the ceiling situation is those, in those here? Those are kitchen barks. Yeah, you're doing the Jurassic Park yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> kitchen barks. I don't know what I'm doing. I love kitchen barks. I remember when those kids trapped that seal in the refrigerator. It was yeah, great. It was pretty good. Hilarious. So, uh, is the ceiling? How high is the ceiling in this space? Ceiling in this space is about fifteen feet. Hmm. So oh. the the ceiling runs up as you go into the room. Yeah, but not too high. All right, we'll see how he we'll see how he does with some fire, just to, just to salvo a little bit. So I've moved up to be sort of uh, in night's range of. Yeah. You get a better look at the creature, and its its skin is craggly. It has eight legs, eight large, sinewy, muscly legs. With on on its on its elbows, there are like jagged hooks, and its scales are hooked. And on the back, you see a bed of spikes as its carapace and it is it's brown colored and somewhat camouflaged in the rock that you can barely make it out but its eyes its eyes appear to burn blue and it opens its mouth and bears crooked jagged teeth like rocks okay um mm. All right. Well, I'm going to cast. Um, I want to cast something. Hold on. Yes. I don't want to be. I don't want to be dumb here. I just don't want to be dumb. Um. All right. For now, let's do. Let's do a fire bolt. All right. Rage attack roll, please. I mean, ball would just be devastating in there. All yeah, right. You just refreshed. Remember, you got another 16 hours, 18 hours to go, buddy. Next yeah. <laughs> I know. Fireball, I know. fireball. When do I rest? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go too crazy, obviously. Um, oh, we can only cast that at. Wait a minute. Where, why is this confusing? Why does it say I can only cast fireball, uh, bolt? Oh. Sorry, what are you referring to? Because it's a cantrip. I'm being stupid. I'm, okay, well... Yeah, fireball's a cantrip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just being dumb. I'm thinking I'm confusing okay. it with fireball. All right, uh, we're going to fire that one off. And let's do... Uh, that'll be 18 to hit. That's a hit. Damage dice? Uh, damage dice is 2d10. Although, does it go up to level 5? I think it does. Well, it goes up to 2d10. It was 1d10. Oh, okay. With. I thought it was an added dice. It's been a while since I've used this. Um, okay... That will be seven. Okay. Uh, you shoot your fingers forth and let out the first salvo, lighting up the room. And as you light up the room, you see the room is this jagged room of, of rock faces. And, and it's, there's clearly something different about this room, even though it's made of stone and clay. The, the, the formations on the walls cast many shadows, and there are lots of jagged, parts to the room. Fire out the bolt. As it as the firebolt hits the large creature and it whelps whelps out in pain. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Uh no, I think that's it. Okay. I'll stay there. Um 
Stanley, your turn. All right. I will go ahead and move forward a little bit, see if we can get a better look at what's going on. 20. And uh, is there a check or anything I can do to see if Diantalus is familiar with this creature or knows anything about it? You'd like... Um, I mean, you can see what you know if you'd like to do some kind of survival check. Sure. That's a natural 20. Mm. For a total of 26. Survival. You, you recognize the creature as you have uh, seen examples, although not of this color, of this nature, of this world, but you've seen it where you're from. You, you know it to be a basilisk. You know it to hunt its prey by turning it to stone and then eating the stone. You know it to be vicious. And generally speaking, they're quite good at laying traps. However, you believe this one to have not given the ecosystem down here and the weak prey somewhat decadent of it to be out in the open like this. But you suspect its lair is nearby. And do I know the method by which it turns its prey to stone? It uses its eyes. So the only way to prevent being turned to stone is to avert your gaze. Averting your gaze will give you disadvantage on your ability to attack it, however. But it can turn its prey into stone, and quite rapidly, with two failed saves. Okay. Um, that check, was that my action for this turn? That was her action. Okay. Uh, so for my bonus action, I am going to throw out uh, Diplomacy, mm -hmm. say Parlay, and send it over to make an attack without looking directly at the Basilisk. I believe you will suffer disadvantage on that roll then. That's fine. Uh, that's a natural one for the attack with disadvantage. Okay, so you send the sword out, and the sword hits a piece of stone as it flies out from your hand and ricochets awkwardly uh, out of out of your 30-foot range as you sort of moment it forward, and it spills to the ground uh, all the way across the other side of the room. I'll get a sword to mark it. And would it be considered a free action just to say it's a basilisk, don't look at it? Uh, yep, yeah, you can free action time? that for sure, yeah. To keep your eyes so, shut, Marion, don't look at it. Yeah. This creature is a basilisk. Do not look directly in the eye. That's my turn. Alright. Uh, Hope, your turn. Okay. Hope's gonna hear that. She's going... She's got her movement back, so definitely she's gonna move 25 feet uh, close enough to take aim with her gun. Now, now, here's a question. Can I sh take my two attacks and then look to the ground? Uh, you can decide... So, you can look at it quickly to take your shot, but uh, you will have... You will be within eye contact of it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so the way it'll work for this time is you have to decide if you're looking away or, look, or not. It has its action readied. Okay, cool. Well, I'll uh, take Dianetalus' advice, and I won't look at it when I hold up my arm and I fire my two attacks. Mm -hmm. 
So one is a natural one. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you're taking two attacks, right? So your first uh -huh. attack was with rolled with disadvantage? Yes. Okay, so it's a one. Yes. Um, you fire you fire at the basilisk though paying attention to it using your sorry your gun arm mm -hmm. okay you you fire out pew, the shot goes wild and as you go to make your second attack <coughs> your gun ah! jams <coughs> and it needs to be cleaned before it can be used again all right hope curses and starts cleaning her arm trying to unjam it you can't unjam it during combat it'll take oh a that's no good You'll have to investigate what caused the jam and look at it. It'll take. We could do it in combat. It'll it'll take you several actions. It's not exactly an activity to do during combat. Gotcha. Ugh, just curse very loudly and just pull out her Bowie knife. Gotcha. All right. Perfect. Okay, Varel. Cool. Uh, because you begin your turn near and you've locked eyes with it, you have an opportunity now to avert your gaze or keep your gaze. You keep your gaze on him. You feel you feel there's a the eyes smolder blue. They're familiar to you, but they're alien in that lizard-like way. Uh, now that you challenge Varel to do so, but. Uh, all right. Well, first I will. Yeah, mm, mm, good question. You said it's got spines on its back. There's a bed of spines on its back. Okay. That complicates things. But they're just spines, after all. <laughs> so I would like to uh, to mount it with a heroic jump. Sorry, are you looking at it or are you averting your gaze? Uh well, I can I can look down as I run forward and So you're you're not you're, you're you're averting your gaze then. It's a it's a binary. Are you averting but, your gaze? Yes. You're saying that if I maintain gaze, I will have looked in its eyes and come your turn, you're able to attack me even though where I'm going, I'm no longer looking at him. It You'll find out how the mechanics work once you answer my question. <laughs> oh boy! All right. So clearly, clear. You know, it requires a bonus action because otherwise he tried to do it before. And he it's couldn't. not a bonus action. It's a free action. I give. I give you the choice freely, but I'm required to know: Do you deliberately dine to avert your gaze, or do you keep your gaze? And as I explained to Stanley, keep your normal combat advantage. Mm. Nah, man. Nah. nah. Alright, alright. Fine. You know what? Fine. Alright. Uh, <laughs> you win. No, I'm, I'm, go I'm gonna full-blown co close my eyes. Alright, so before you can thing. take any further actions this turn, you've d you've dined to continue looking at it head-on. What? No, um, I just said you... I full-blown closed my eyes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. I, I thought you said fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one of I'm us sorry. now needs to look this thing in the eyes. Yeah. Okay. I misunderstood. That was my bad. Okay. So, um, all right. So you avert your eyes following Diantalus's oh, advice. Oh, no. 
the, these eyes are closed. We're ninjing this. I am. I'm one. You avert your eyes by closing it. First. Yes. <laughs> You're Illidan now. I'm yes. I'm Leaf in the Winding here. <laughs> okay. Perfect. You close your eyes completely. And I take the sword forward mm-hmm. to my like a, it's a shotgun, and I charge. I'm gonna try okay. to skewer it. All right. So I'd like you to make a. Um... Give me a moment, please, here. Uh, I need you to make a perception roll, please. Okay. 13. Okay. And um, and once you get to the creature, or your estimation, what's your intent? To stab. To stab. Okay. So um, you run forward. And you make a stabbing motion. Roll your attack roll with disadvantage. All right. Oh, nat 20, but a 13. Okay, so we have to take 13. So that is a 20, not natural. Oh, perfect. All right, roll your damage dice as you bring this, as you bring your great sword forward. 11 points of damage. Gotcha. And then I'll do it again. Two attacks. Hurrah for barbarians. Uh, that's 11. 11 total? Yeah. Okay, so the first attack hits as you swing your sword out and catch it. And, and the second attack uh, also um, hits scale, it feels like, and doesn't penetrate. But as you do that, the you feel the body of the, the creature move forward and attempt to bite you. Wait, wait, I'm not done, though. Can't I bonus action? Well, uh, I gave you the action now, but he was readied an action for something coming in its proximity, so technically did it out of order. He should have attacked you first. Oh, I got you. Okay. Because his initiative was before he readied on his turn. Right. Used the okay. Readied. Gotcha. So I gave you the attack first, but... Instant, it was... not a sorcery. Yeah, so I've got to do the bite now. Um, 19 to hit. Hit. Okay. Where's my... There we go. Sorry oh. about this. It's a big roll. Um, you take 15 piercing damage. Okay. And um, seven poison damage as the cre- the beast lunges forward after you've attacked it and clamps down on your body and bites hard <sighs> and swings its claws at you. Excellent. All right. Continue your turn. Bonus action into my rage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> perfect. Done. Uh, and five or three points of fire damage to it. Okay. Excellent. Uh, you you flare up, lashing out. Your three points of damage. <laughs> All right. Uh, then, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to do with your turn? I am all spent. Okay. So as this creature bites out and, and grabs you and sees his prey close to you, close to him, he continues with another bite, a ferocious bite action on your person. Does nine, 14, does that hit? No, does it hit you? Glancing. Yeah. Does that mean it does hit? No, it's, it's just spot on to the same. Oh, yeah. All right. So this time he, he attempts to bite you and with your eyes closed, you do parry the attack, this time anticipating it having felt it sting once. Um, it 
doesn't go anywhere. It proceeds to attack and engage you viciously. Uh, Nash, your turn. Wait, did Dian, do we skip Dian Talus? Uh, now, where do you... No. Uh, I, I have oh. to do a measuring thing. One second, sir. Sorry about this. Oh, you're fine. Uh, where is my measuring tape? Which button is the measuring tape? Yeah, so you guys playing with it all the time. I forget where it is. <laughs> it's the circle with the it's little like, stick coming out of it. Yeah, it's like the fourth one down for us. I don't know if it's the same for you. I don't see it anywhere. I just have this. <laughs> it just shoots fire. Um... I mean, do you want us all just to draw lines from where we are to the basket? Yeah. Okay. Ed, Nash, can you draw a line from yourself to the top right corner of the basket for me? Yeah. Oh, top right. Perfect. Sorry, that's left. All right. So I need you to tell me, Nash, if you are averting your gaze or if you... Well, I have a question for you. Is he... <laughs> is is uh, our buddy Varel in my... Is he now in my line of sight? So I... I, I only get to see part of the creature and not its eyes. Uh, no. Okay. So I have to make this choice. And I have this no, as far as you know, as DM, I have no advantage with my one red eye, right? Like there's no... I need you to make a decision. Are you averting your eyes or not? <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have split seconds to answer this. If I don't get an answer quickly, I'll just assume you're looking at I'm going to avert my eyes. Avert my eyes. Avert my gaze. Okay. I'm going to send my you gaze somewhere gaze. else. So yeah. You now move your eyes away in whatever fashion you deem everyone to role play it. Yeah. Um, it means you do suffer disadvantages though the creature was in stealth. Okay. Because you're not looking at it. Um, so your turn. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I haven't moved, so I know generally the direction I threw a fireball bolt, and I'm going to do that again. And the best I can, obviously, with this advantage. So okay. firebolt number two. Gotcha. Um, that would be... So I'm only gonna roll two of them. Ah, wrong die. Okay. Um. Oh shit! One. Oh my god! <laughs> the other die was the other die you was get a nine. I got a nineteen yeah, right. on the other die, and a you one. go to fling out a fireball, but because you're not looking, uh, you just make this big crease across your 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 wrist, and it makes it turns into a firework and spins around, and then goes down the other hallway. Great. And you're. You know, you you wait for the satisfying thud of a, of a hit attack, but nothing comes back as you sort of you're like, did I get him? And the answer resoundingly, no. Um. All right, I'm going to I'm going to blindly scooch this direction, and then end okay. my turn. So I'm behind Dientalus now. <laughs> All right, Dientalus or Stan, yeah, Dientalus. I wrote Stanley, but you're Dientalus. Yeah, I mean. We need a grumpy face version of that icon is what we need. <laughs> it, all, it all counts. <laughs> angry eyes. Yeah. Uh, all right. I am going to run uh, towards the southern end of the room. Uh, my full movement down to there. Oh, sorry. I need you to tell me if you're averting your gaze or not. before. You yeah, I'm not it. looking at the creature. Okay. Um, once there... Uh, that puts me within 30 feet of diplomacy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can bonus action call it back again to attack. 
Okay. So I will have that happen first. Mm-hmm. With disadvantage, right? Yeah, you can't see where you're aiming it. I got a natural 20 on one of them. Uh, I still don't think it's going to end up hitting. It's going to be a 12 to hit. Uh, you feel you feel magically that it connects, but it hits scale, and you know that you've done no damage. Okay. Um, oh, man. I know what I want to do, but I don't know if I want to risk it on the disadvantage roll. Act, my friend, act. Having no... Can I... Can I look at it now and not suffer disadvantage? If, if I you look at it, you'll find out what happens if anything happens. Even though Someone I'm, I'm kind of behind it, right? <laughs> I understand you want me to explain the rules of it. Okay, to you. it would feel less like a world filled with danger and more like a video game if I just explain the mechanics that go right to you. You know what? Let's risk it. I'm gonna do a risky roll. I'm Ooh, gonna risk sorry, it. Sorry, is that the... when you say risk it? Oh, I'm gonna it? I'm gonna roll the dice. I'm not going to look at it. Okay. Oh. Uh, sorry. What are you rolling it for? I'm gonna cast Witch Bolt at it. Okay. So it's with disadvantage, right? It's a ranged spell attack. It is, and I did good. It's going to be a twenty-five to hit. On your worst roll? Yeah, I rolled a nineteen and a seventeen. Cool. All right. Uh, Witch Bolt, does it, it just does damage, right? Does it confer any uh, No, I have to. So Witch Bolt is going to be uh, 3d12 damage on the initial hit. Okay. So let me roll that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that is going to be 34 points of electricity damage, of lightning damage. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and then utility damage. And then, so the other the other aspect of it is it casts, it hits, and from now on I can use my action just to continue to let it hit without having to roll an attack. Holy! Oh, so cow. you're Emperor Palpatine. It's like a right? channel. Yes. You can channel. It, yeah. <laughs> so that's just fantastic. Head to the side, hand out, lightning arcing, and uh, that's gonna be my turn. And so it this doesn't is what jump you did in the in the uh, attic. Versus the vampire, vampire fight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you let your hand out, and you know the room lights up with electric light as it flashes, and everyone. You got that narcoleptic feel of the lights just flashing white and blinding light as you channel electricity into the into the basilisk. What level spell is that? I'm just curious. Uh, I mean, everything I cast is at third level. Okay, is that cantrip? <laughs> no, it's it's not a cantrip. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a cantrip. Power, it's uh, it's one power. of my two spell level slots. Level one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> as you you light it up, Varel, before you it. Uh, the light you see the the lightning pierce it and it screams as it yells out and makes this large noise and recoils wildly. You see smoke come from in between its scales. I do not. Oh, do you smell I refuse to see those things. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you just hear you just hear my weird yelling. Then never mind. All right, I'm trying I mean, to describe I, it for someone. Know, Nobody's got, looking. I got gotcha. eyelids. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fair enough. The audience I've... is looking. The audience needs to That's see That's right. No, they, they don't either. I, Listeners, habit, what's going on? I'm like, I'm not describing this enough. Let me describe it. But nobody's looking. It's... Fair enough. I'm either um, trying a basilisk or Varel. Either way, I hit something. 
All right, uh, Hope, it's your turn. Okay, what I'm going to do is Hope's going to remember that she's got a handgun. Yes! Thank God George didn't take it, so she's going to... Sorry, you, you have to answer me a question. Are you continuing to avert your gaze? Yes, I'm continuing to avert my gaze. Thank you. I'm sorry, Bo. Maybe the turn before this thing dies, I'll be brave enough to look at it. <laughs> Bo's I'm like, sorry. I want to turn somebody to stone, damn it. <laughs> oh. um, so she'll put the Bowie knife back, take out the handgun, and then I've got to load it, right, I think? Mm-hmm. Cool. And is there an... You have to load the gun? Sorry. I don't know if it was loaded or not. Just I didn't take check. Fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so with the handgun out, I'll move over 15 feet to hopefully reduce the chances of hitting Varel, who is on this thing, and I'll blindly fire my two okay. shots. Make your disadvantaged attack rolls, please. Cool. So it looks like we have got the first one is a 13. Mm-hmm. All right, and the second one is a 14. All right, so both... Uh... You fire off both shots, and you feel they're good as you hear satisfying thuds, but you have no indication that there's any impact. Okay. The creature continues to scream as it's bolted with the electricity. Alrighty. Anything else for turn. your turn? Alright. Nope. Uh, Varel, your turn. Alright, I'll take two hefty blind swings at the thing screaming in front of me. Okay. A 14. And I'll make this one a reckless attack to cancel out the... That's right. ...thing, but you'll get advantage on me next turn. And a 23. Okay. Describe your killing blows. Oh. Uh, I would like to catch it in the mouth as it's screaming between its craggy jaws, get it right there, and just make a hat out of the top portion of its face. Okay. They do that as 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 Diantella shocks it with electricity, flashing before it. Nash out of the corner, you just lift up one eye really briefly. You see the silhouette of Vorel as he lops off the top half of the giant lizard's head with one fell swoop, and uh, it flies up into the air and then off to the side. Strings of black blood, gooping. Its glowing eyes quickly uh, recede into darkness. And as the witch bolt fades, the room becomes dark, but for the glow of the light, the light stones. <sighs> the smell of burning lizard flesh fills the room. The sense that Nash wasn't nearly as useless as he was fills everyone's hearts. <laughs> Is <know>. it dead? <laughs> I continue to attack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Varel continue to attack while we take our break. Oh, and how many pieces uh, do you want to roll? D one hundred to see how many pieces. What uh, do you... I figure I probably would have slashed it two more times and heard it thump on the ground, in which I would have jumped it and tried to put it in some sort of leg lock. Mm -hmm. So I've got one leg, you know, that I'm pulling across my body, laying with my. So I'm on my back, my two legs straddling one of its six legs as I pull at it. And Perfect. continue to flame burst. Perfect. All right, that's a good <laughs> image to take us to break, and we'll return. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Here we go. We're back. Bo Schwartz. Take it okay. away. Okay, Varel is slicing off parts 
of the of the basilisk of what Diantalus referred to as a basilisk in the center of this cavernous room. Its body lies still, its eyes lifeless. As its legs sprawl out in all directions underneath it, having given out in its weight. It's also smoldering and cooking from the lightning Diantalus brought forth. I'll go ahead and call diplomacy back directly into the scabbard. Very well, and one fell swoop, diplomacy flies to your side and into your scabbard. Well, north to south. <laughs> Wait, didn't we come? We gotta go south. We came from north. There's two exits in this room. Uh, there's a direction you came in, which was north, but just off to the right from the entrance into this room, there's another northward passage. In addition, you see a passage leading south. Passage the basilisk appeared to be positioned in front of. Do we dare check out this way? As long as Varel's in the lead. I have begun and thus interrupted a short rest using my cunning artisan, and I'm fashioning javelins from the beast. <laughs> Very good. From his bed of um, oh. spikes on the, on the to take path. the time, I wouldn't be opposed to it. We yeah. can let him do so. Hope we'll try and fix her arm during this time. Yay, short rest. <laughs> you can take upwards of an hour to make as... Do you have a, a number of javelins you'd like, or would you like to make as many as you can? Uh, it says a javelin, so or 1d4 darts, or... So I think it's restricted to a javelin. Is this a once-per-day thing, Do you, or can you use it as many times as you like? Because No, as part of the short rest, you can harvest bone and hide from a slain beast, construct, dragon, monstrosity, or plant-sized creature of large or small, mm-hmm. and create one of the following items. Okay, well, if that's how it's specifically stated, then you can make yourself one of the items. Cool. Then I will make a javelin. You now have a javelin made of the spikes on, of the carapace of a basilisk. That's oh, nice. Kick ass. Do I get the handgun unjammed? Um, so you can use this time with a short rest to. Uh, you see that the the bullet was stuck midway between the chamber and where the magazine is. Luckily, it didn't backfire in your weapon. Diantalus will use this time to just go kind of plop down on a wall, breathing a little little heavily from the exertion of the witch bolt. You can also roll hit dice during your short rest to recover lost hit points. I'm using one myself. Very good. While you do that, I'm leaning on the opposite wall of wherever Diantalus is. And I take the small doll out of my pocket and just sort of stare at it while you guys do your stuff. Okay. As you reach into your pocket, uh, you're bitten. <gasps> By, By what? By a sandwich? By what? <laughs> you take one point of damage. What? Damage what do we want to bit me? Well, if you pull your hand out, maybe you'll look. <laughs> Don't look at it. <laughs> Do you make eye contact? Are you averting your gaze? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take my hand out and go, Bah! <laughs> you, take your, you take your hand out and you see 
a black green mound of flesh attached to your fingers with teeth on it. It's about the size of a softball. I was bit! It's attached <gasps> to your finger currently. I think the... <laughs> I think the pit from that thing bit me. I thought it was dead. Kill it! what to do. I'm going to start just slamming it on the side of this wall with my hand doing this. Like an attack roll? Where am I... F- <laughs> <laughs> Charging it during the break. Uh, there we go. 17? Okay. You smack it against the wall. Bam! And on the first smack, uh, you're, it's able to... Re- it's not very strong whatever is holding and it falls to the ground and you just see this bring your light up to it and you see this black green softball think kind of like a mad ball with a mouth it's got like a little sarlacc pit mouth like a little rounded just a little, just a little mouth with teeth and it's going and it sort of bounces around and chomps alright I'm going to take the dagger I'm carrying and st- stab it through the mouth. Okay, make an attack roll. Okay. That would be a 12. Okay, so you bring your knife down and pierce it, pierce it right in its mouth and stick it into the ground. It goes... And it chops on the dagger. Okay. So it's still, still dead. seems to have signs of life in it. Would you like to roll damage your damage dice for the dagger, please? Yeah. Three? Okay. So even though you have it stabbed and pinned into the ground, it appears to continue chopping on your knife to no avail. Is this the Nash Maggard protector of life we're watching? (laughs) Shut up for a second. I yell from across the the thing. Um, I'm going to back up and point blank a firebolt right in its freaking stupid maw. Okay, attack roll. Let's do... A perfect 20, or not perfect, a natural 20. A perfect mm-hmm. 20. <laughs> the best 20s. You have the best 20s. Um, all right, uh, double damage dice, please. All right. Plus your modifier. I think that makes it 4d10, right? 4d10 is correct. Oops, I have d6s out. Uh, that is a grand total of 16 damage. Okay, you fire out the, the the firebolt at it, and you hit it directly in its mouth where it's pinned by the, the dagger, and it explodes <laughs> in a burst of flame as the flame consumes all of the black-green flesh. And it there's a fine mist. And then pieces of its body sort of slowly, like feathers, fall to the ground. I think I killed it. I'm not 100% sure what it is. 
It was in the doll pocket. It's not the doll. Probably the egg, the young of that giant frog. Yeah, but I... The egg was destroyed. It was just a pit. The but pit. it could have been mature enough to survive. Now, I please remove the black pit from your inventory yeah. as you search around for the answer. I'm doing that right now. Um, there it is. <laughs> I have it described as a frogemoth egg sphere, and in parentheses, only a pit now. Now it's nothing. <laughs> now it's only leftovers. Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind. My melancholy staring at the doll has been disrupted by a freaking shitbag piece of shit thing. By the way, <laughs> I had a real experience in my life once with this where I carried around a water moccasin in my pocket for three weeks because I didn't know any better. I thought it was just like a harmless snake. And uh, a guy told me, hey, you probably don't want that. And I said, why? He says, well, after about three weeks after being hatched, they turn poisonous and it'll just bite you. And that's why, that's why I had to get rid of it. It never bit me, but I had to get rid of this snake that was just about to mature to poisonhood. What, what pocket? In my, in my in a pocket, just like a pair of jeans pocket. I'd carry this snake around. Pair of parents, jeans? Not yes. talking out about this. Yes, because I, I was a sucker for little animals and stuff. And I was Art like, imitates life. And I thought it was like a garter <laughs> yeah, snake exactly. or something. <laughs> Nash and Scott are not so different, you know. <laughs> We're really not. Did you like it? No, I didn't like it. <laughs> you licked the egg. I didn't lick it. <laughs> He never bit that's me. That's what though. caused the egg to hatch. I threw him in a bush, and that was the end of that. That's how you. That's how you raise eggs. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, they for just look like that. little uh, ball pythons. Yeah, they just look like normal little snakes. Yeah. Like they're not going to yeah. hurt you. But water moccasin very deadly once it reaches maturity. It turns out. <laughs> oh, the cute little water moccasin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you won't hurt Scotty. <laughs> Well, Nash will then sit there and wonder what he was supposed to have learned from this experience. <laughs> I don't know. Thought it was something we could use. Hope stands up and dusts off her pants. We ready? I stand up with my new javelin, kind of hold it straight, give it the little chuck in your hand, rotate it. Yes. Ready. Assuming the conservationalist is done, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> Chat room wants to know what the name of the snake was. I think it was actually George, and I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> I think I named him George. Poor George. Yeah. Two Poor Georges George. one day. All right, let's go. I'm visibly shaken, though. I just want everyone to see that I'm a little freaked out by what happened. All right, Varel, are you moving to the south, it looks like? Yep. I will right. prepare us down the south passage. Varel makes his way to the southern passage with purpose. Uh, you continue down on a bit carefully, and as you proceed about 20 feet, you can you can see uh, that the passage splits off into a T-junction with one passage heading to the right, one cavernous passage heading to the left. All right. I will, uh, can I head to the edge and give a peek? You can. Let's make a survival roll while you do that. Cool. I will make that roll. A one. Oh. <laughs> My eyes are still shut. A lot of ones this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, you look down both sides and you have no idea what's going on anymore. You just, you're having a moment of unclarity, maybe the 
the battle you just had has raised your your raised your sense of anger and anticipation and your mind is less clear about being patient and hunterly. That's fair. But for whatever reason, uh, you are unable to learn anything except for that there's a passage east and a passage west. Companions? Left or right? Uh, right. Yeah, sure. White. Right. <laughs> white. <laughs> you mean wow. we, we say right, and we mean they're right. So, okay. like, so west. Yeah, so right? Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So well, make... then I will make my way down that passage. Okay. Um, so you may proceed down uh, another 30 feet. Okay. The, this passage winds and turns. And as you walk down it, you notice that the sides of the wall become rougher and you notice that the groundwork there doesn't appear to be uh, much that's left undisturbed from the groundwork as you can tell in some of the other passages with the, the beasts you've seen it seems that this passage has not been used in some time Excellent. you may proceed okay I will advance the six squares 30 feet okay you may continue you notice nothing Okay, and as you move to the end of this section of cavernous corridor, you notice it turns to the right. You may continue, if you wish. All right. Okay, and you continue down, and as you peer, you turn to, the, to your right, and as you appear, the cave then again bends to the right, and you notice that you think you've come to an end of the cave. However, there's something on the ground you notice at the end of the cave. Hmm. So down this hallway in the dark? Mm-hmm. Something Sorry, there? Let me, let me see what you can see. You think you catch a glint of something as your stone shines light down the passage? Oh, yeah, the stone. I re-upped your stone. Light stone. I know we were so there I... an hour. I've given you a fresh stone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they so, I've got, so I am sword in one hand back facing javelin under that armpit and stone out in front. Okay. There's something in the sand ahead. We should probably go see what it is. Fair enough. We're exterminators now. Alright, and I will advance towards the thing. Okay. And as you advance towards the thing, um, you notice right in front of you to your shock and awe, you see the shadow on the wall. Hmm. And the shadow yeah, appears but... shadow appears to be in it's it's of a of a man, of a human. And it appears to be standing still as if caught. A human. It's in motion? It's a it does not move. Shadow? It does not move, but it does not correspond in your brain with anyone in your party, as you see the shadow get splayed across the wall. Hmm. Well, I'm naturally curious, and I would become parallel with it, looking at it dead on. And, you know, okay. kind of kind of owl in my head back and forth, trying to see if it changes the angle. Okay, you owl your head back and forth, and 
it owls its head back and forth at you, the shadow. Is it shaped like me? It is not shaped like you. It is shaped Varel, like humanoid. stab it! <laughs> shadow construct of some kind. An illusion. A puppet. What ho, shadow? <laughs> Say what ho? What ho? Hmm. Are you lost, shadow? Where is your owner? As you speak to the shadow, the shadow appears to lengthen. It seems to tiptoe to the left side of the wall. I can see you. Approaching closer. But Pharrell? along the wall. <laughs> Pardon me? Which was your instruction? Uh, it, but it, like, it it's all on the wall, right? There's no, not, no nothing tracing to ground? There's nothing tracing to the ground. In fact, it looks as though it's tracing to... You see a skeleton on the ground in the corner. Can't make out its details, but it has a pouch, some rotted clothes. See, this is where you address the dead. I say to Nash. Spirit, you are confused. You are dead. You should rest. Maybe we need to pick up what it has. Maybe that's why I can't rest. Spirit. Tipstoes closer. As if it's a creature unseen along the wall. Closer to us? It moves closer to you still. I, I, everyone sees this plainly, yes? <laughs> Do I, we all see it, Bo? Why don't you, you touch it, Varel? Just touch it and see what happens. Put your spear Died. out. Touch it with your spear. Well, that's, that's a fine request. Spirit, and I stab my sword into the ground next to me and pull my spear out. Spirit, I'm going to inspect you. Everyone sees you. You're not sneaky. <laughs> And I will bring the it out and kind of, you know, on the wall. Like, like on the wall? Yeah. Okay. It recoils as you put the, the as you put your weapon out. It seems to twist its shadow in an unnatural way as it moves away from from your javelin. But then somehow its form moves around and splits and moves around where your javelin is as it approaches ever closer to you. So like the mask dodging bullets? And then now it, its head, where its head would believe the shadow comes close to you and is standing next to you now on the wall as your stone illuminates it. And then a separation and its head opens and you see a mouth. And you see eyes. Not eyes, but just holes where you'd imagine eyes would be. Then its hand comes up. And then the shadow slowly peels itself from the wall. And a large black darkness looms from the wall. The finger. Like, um, I don't know. What is that? The the Touch of David or whatever? What's that thing? You know that... Oh, the Sistine Chapel? The... The, from oh. Arrested Development. That's what I know. I'm just thinking of uh, <laughs> George Michael or Michael George or whoever them touching on the 
the annual thing they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where Adam has I the can't tiny. Can't remember what that is. Is it Mother Boy? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but and they have the tiny little uh, wiener. Adam has a little wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the hand reaches out towards you, Pharrell. Very slowly, it's approaching you. And it's in the shape of a human hand. <laughs> For blowing podcast listeners, it. he's blowing on it. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. It continues its approach. All right. Well, I'll lean back and. Do we recognize it at all? Like, if it, is there anything about it that we're like, oh, that's George or whoever? It looks Good. humanoid. It's dark. It has a hole where its mouth is and holes where eyes are as it becomes more and more forbidding looking and its eyes grow wider and wider and his teeth become sharper and sharper as the hand extends out farther and farther from the wall and Varel is going <laughs> blowing on the blackness gentlemen are there any further actions or will you let it touch you I mean I'm, I'm lean you know I'm limboing back a bit you know into Nash and Dying Talus at this point and looking at them and maintaining that it doesn't touch me. I'm stepping. Dying Talus is stepping back to observe from mm-hmm. further away. Pharrell, let it touch you. Also, scooch back just a little. You didn't want to stab it. That makes no sense, Hope. <laughs> the hand continues to extend and then it makes a sudden lunge for your face. Whoa. Ooh. 23 to hit. That's a hit. Alright, and uh, can I have everyone else roll for initiative if they wish to engage in combat, please? Oh, jeez. Uh, 18 for me. Alright, you take 11 necrotic damage as the hand reaches out and touches your face and it sort of caresses you but then also feels like it's penetrating into your jaw and it saps your strength. Um, and your strength score is reduced by one. Okay. As the shadow reaches out and reaches into your face and begins draining you, and now you feel threatened. Do you want the rest of our rolls? Uh, yes, please. Nine. Or nine for Nash. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. I didn't get any rolls. Nineteen. So you should have Stanley's or uh, Diane Talis's. Diane, I missed it. Diane Talis, sorry. Oh, mine was eighteen. Perfect. And Varel, please. Two. How appropriate. Okay, it drains your strength by one, so your strength is currently reduced by one. Yep. And uh, it. Sorry, how much damage did I say it dealt to you? I forgot. 11. Thank you. 11 of necrotic, necrotic damage. And, um... Okay, perfect. So it, it reaches its hands out to you and begins sapping your strength as you feel it. And as it saps your strength, as you're... Life. You can't hear where the voice is coming from. It just reverberates throughout this hallway. I crave it. And you see on the wall the face of the shadow smiling with big, big 
shadowy teeth. Hope, this is your turn to act as you watch Pharrell being caressed by this shadow that does not belong to any of the party members. Okay, is the shadow is off the wall, correct? Its arm is off the wall, and the rest of it's on the wall. Its arm is off the wall. Okay, perfect. Um, would I be able to shoot at the arm from where I am without hitting Varel? Yes. Okay, cool. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take two shots, and I'm going to try and blow that Effer's hand off. Mm-hmm. All right. First shot is a 13, and the second one is a 26. Okay. You may roll damage dice for both. Awesome. Twenty-five. Total for both shots? Mm-hmm. All right, you fire both shots. As the echoes in the small space, the smell of sulfur fills up from your arm cannon. And the, the bullets hit it, and it, the shadow disperses. As it splits into ten different directions all along the walls. And then you see little spidery shadows and they run down the hallway past you into the darkness. Well, that seemed effective. You all right, Varel? I feel weak. I do not like it. Did it say anything to you? It craved me. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay then. All right. <laughs> I am most disgruntled. Spirit, you make no sense. Your body is now my plaything. And I will advance towards the body at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Um, okay, so you move towards the skeleton that's lying on the ground. The skeleton uh, is very little in the way of remnants of whatever clothing it might have worn in its life. Uh, very rotted. Um, actually, I made a mistake. There was no bag, but what caught the glint from your light you now see, it, it has a pair of earrings near its head where its ears might have been. One of the distinguishing features of this particular skeleton is that its bone structure seems a bit odd. It has an elongated um, bone on its, um, geez, I don't know the name of bones, pelvic bone, I guess, where the tailbone would be. It's a tailbone. It's elongated, and it has um, also the remnants of molted horns from the top of its skull that are not bone, but that are matter that hasn't rotted. Or horns right. made out of their bone. bone. I think it's calcium, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know I don't know what tiefling horns are made from, but it looks distinctly like a tiefling skeleton. Well Nash, I believe you asked me earlier what I'd do if Hope died. Apparently I would fight her essence. <laughs> it's fair. Congratulations, Hope. Put up a good fight. Yeah. That, that is a fine ability. Oh, thank you. Uh, pardon me, you I've also notice. Oh, never mind. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the worst eulogy, Burrell, you could ever have. 
You would have to also say some nice things about her. Not just fight off her spirit. I, I don't know that there's really anything nice to say about me. Sure there it's is. It's okay. You're sure there is. Shot. Oh, okay, thank A good you. mechanic. A fine a shot. Okay. A good friend when we need you. Uh, uh, yeah. A little twisted lately, but we'll work it out. You have great compassion hidden deep inside you. Uh, horns are epidermal derivatives composed of solid mass of thickly matted hair, carotene, uh, and such that grows from the skull continuously, but do not have a bone yeah, so core. Yeah, horns would be present as part of a skull. Like if a doe dies... Yeah, it'd stay it's, there. It'd, 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 it'd still be there. Yeah. They just I like to grab material. the skull by the horn. Pick it up. The okay. yeah. yeah, you grab it by the horn and you see the earrings sort of go into the dust because they're not attached. There's no ears. I don't. I don't believe there's... Ear bone? Are there ear bones? No, no. Holes, the ears right? are cartilage. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. So the earrings sort of spill to the side. You pick up the head, the skull. It detaches from its spinal cord quite easily, as this is an old rotted skeleton. Uh, you notice as you go to pick it up that there is a, in one of its hands, there's a rotted piece of papyrus clutched in its hands. We have earrings and a piece of paper. I will leave them to you. And I will start walking back towards the group to get past them with the skull. Okay, you take the skull with you. All right. Um, I'll go up to where the earrings are, and I'll... Use the bottom of my right, right, right. Okay, I'll pull the shirt kind of down past the riot gear armor on the outside, and grab the earrings with the shirt, and drop them in my bag. And then I'll go to grab the papyrus thing with my shirt. Okay. Uh, you do so easily. It's not challenging to do, as you try not to touch them, make skin contact with them. Yeah. Uh, pick them up. Uh, they're ornate. They're golden. And each of them have three diamonds embedded on them. They're very exquisite and pretty looking in spite of the dirt on them. Hmm. So add uh, two earrings with three diamonds each. Cool. And they're not they're not like studs. They're like a long, almost Bajoran type thing. An earring that you would clip to the back of the earlobe and then the chain oh, runs down and hooks cool. them. I'm going to go... I'm going to... I'm going to break off the tailbone and put it in my pocket. <laughs> Add a tiefling skeleton tailbone to your inventory. Okay. And you can add the skull to your inventory, Varel, if you plan to keep it for any extended time. How long is this thing? It's like a little carrot, like that? Like a... Yeah. Okay. Who wants to read the scroll? I'll kind of have it stick it out of my shirt, holding it out. It's either Nash or Dientalus. I put my hands up, move out of the way, and <laughs> well, the Dientalus have this. I can take a look at it if you like. All right, I'll walk over and hand it to Dientalus. Okay, you accept okay. the scroll. What do I see? Uh, I will show. I will send it to you in Slack, but for the benefit of our listeners, one second, where are you, John? Uh, you see that. And the first few reads for first few words for our listeners read Teneri, 
Zemi kefir sud piz haf kid zemi edv ip. I take it this is a language I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to review your sheet. Just allow me a moment. Sorry about this, everyone. Where is Diantalus? And what languages what languages do you speak? I speak common, draconic, elvish, halfling, and sylvan. You do not speak the language written on the scroll. I don't understand it. Okay. How many languages do you speak? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am proficient. Uh, why don't you take a look at it? <laughs> Alright, I'll take it back and look at the scroll. Alright, you unfurl the scroll and see the following. And you can translate it thusly. Alright. It says, Tinieri, the buyer will meet you by the old pump. He'll be wearing a brown robe and usually has his pet hyena with him. You will know him by the dark birthmark shaped in a cross over his right brow. He is to offer me a tome penned in the demonic tongue in exchange for my craftsmanship. Ensure you have this tome before giving him these. And I'm sure it's, it's unnecessary to remind you, Teeny, but please do not tamper with or adorn the jewelry. My buyer is expecting items in pristine condition. End. So I guess the old pump is down here somewhere. That is good. That is confirmation of our quest. Now the paper strikes you as quite old, as does the skeleton. Well, we push forward and maybe we pay with the earrings? Something. Yes. Okay. Is the business concluded here? You'd like to move on? Yeah. I would like move forward. Or Pharrell may want to do something with the skull he just obtained. Yeah, I'm going to go to the end of the hallway and hold the skull up and... Spirit, you are dead. Give me back my strength. <laughs> and intimidation or performance as at your choice. I'll do Intimidation. 16. The walls reverberate with your voice, but you hear nothing in response. Hmm. No. Then we continue. You don't want to destroy the skull? Maybe? I will need it to remind it it is dead. It has become confused. Okay. I, right. however, have only two hands. One of you should share with me the ways of leather working. I would very much like to build a sheath for my sword so I no longer have to carry it everywhere. For now, I will armpit stow. So, javelin under the armpit. Uh, skull under the other armpit. I got my sword and my bone <laughs> okay. rock. Perfect. And you lead you lead the way with all this material. Yep. <laughs> all right. You lead the way. Move freely, please. All right. Going 
The six again, down the hall. Mm -hmm. Sure. Move freely. Cool. I will move uh, at a normal pace to keep everyone with me until we get to the junction. But, you know, looking out for things on the wall. I will, Nash, I'm moving you up because you're not moving. Oh, sorry. I'm on the wrong page. It's okay. I just don't want anyone to get lost. All right, you, you return back to the junction that led left and right. You explored the right side, and now there's left headed east. All right. You can choose to examine if you wish. I'll take two steps into it and then uh, do a survival. Look at the ground, see the workings of the walls and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 15. Okay. You crouch low, uh, putting your stuff down momentarily. Take a sniff and a feel of the ground. You see claw marks, scrapes, scratchings. You suspect the basilisk would come this direction. And your sense is that there are enough claw marks to indicate he might not be the only one. It seems a den ahead of our basilisks. What do you propose we do? Well, judging by our need to find the river again, or at least the flow of water behind a rock wall, this doesn't seem to be the way. So we go north, then? Well, we defeat all the basilisks. Become basilisk king. <laughs> find Alice, Nash. Uh, it uh, doesn't matter too much to me. It just depends on what your own personal goals are. At the end of the day, we're down here to clear the way for the gang to move through unimpeded. Which means we should slay anything that could prevent that from happening. Which direction might have a bag of live puppies? Because Diane Talis would love to bang those against the wall until they whimper their last. Let's go do that. Let's go wherever innocent life is so that we can extinguish it from this rotten world. Well, you would certainly know it when it happens, Nash. <laughs> It'd probably be the basilisks then. Speaking of Nash's odd fondness for life, <laughs> if his egg that he carried around has birthed a creature capable of biting and moving might suggest that the pile of eggs that we saw are not far off from hatching themselves. Well, Just food for thought. More than that, they, this one hatched well after I destroyed the egg. I assumed that this, this thing, the seed was dead. We just study it when we get out of here, but he was more than that. He or she, I don't know. Do they have gender? Who knows? But, but I... I can't believe I'm saying this, but Diane Talis has a point. There's so hundreds. We can't go back the way we came. No. We're also not fulfilling our job if we leave those eggs there. Clearly a complication. I would like to remind you all that when we entered this town, I suggested you sniped your target from the Bro, crowd. Did we have a weapon that had the range to we do that? We could have built a ramp oh. and jumped the fate for... <laughs> Into the key. Oh, yes. Where would we have built this ramp? We summon it 
with magics. Maybe someday. I'm not opposed to it, but... Regardless, it doesn't matter which way we go. There are enemies in all directions, be it the troll, the headache man, or more basilisks. We simply need to decide what we feel like fighting. Well then, we've only found trouble in leaving anything alive. We advance. Okay. You move forward with purpose down the hallway. Move yourself another 30 feet. Alright. And as you come to the end of this particular leg of corridor, the passage moves left. Now, just here in this room, you do notice, you see what appears to be the corpse of one of those worms that you saw. But it's fashioned in stone. Or turned to stone. Hmm. It looks somewhat eaten, but you see the indistinguishable front, its eyes that you saw earlier. The spaghetti-like tendrils coming from its mouth. Fashioned in stone. Excellent. <laughs> A good you may sign. Continue. You may continue. I, you, you made this observation. I will lead the party past it 30 feet. All right. As you move around the corner, you begin to hear... Oh, no. I hear... Children. Like moo? Kittens. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the young. Functioning ecosystem. For for audio listeners, for uh, Kyla's brain is going like I see smoke firing at him. All cylinders are going. Mm. He wants to one shot the whole nest. <laughs> we might be able to. I will not allow this then the worms are the food the worms clearly have some substance underground they feed the basilisks this is a functioning ecosystem if anything deserves to die here it is the king I'm sorry these are not haphazard animals this is their home The king, however, eats his own feet. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a sustainable practice. So we back. I can block the passageway off. That might be a slower death, though. We could, let's just at least see. Can someone peek? That would be the exact issue with the looking at them. <laughs> oh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. We back, and hope we'll start walking back. All right. Is everyone in accordance? Yeah. Do we have any means of magical viewing? 
None that I have. Dying Talus? No. <laughs> can't tell if he's lying or not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. And I can see the character sheet. All right, so everyone with purpose decides Pharrell is right and that there's a meaningful ecosystem down here. And this cave might be, in fact, the home of the worms, of the great worms and the great basilisks. And return with purpose to the room where you slew the first basilisk. Who was probably the mom, which means we've already destroyed their little <laughs> Wait, do you say that? What? Should does, I... does Nash say that? Mm -hmm. I'll say, I'll bet this was its mother. Probably. Dying Talus. Either that or the mom's back in there and this is the dead. Lift up the tail. Find a vagina. <laughs> Full walk over. Does anyone wish to examine the corpse? Yeah. Hope got right up Natural there. 20. Uh, natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly you gotta, what this is. You got to wait for me to call the check. Oh, sorry. sorry. Survival <laughs> check. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. You, you examine its. Uh, you're looking for its um, genitalia, essentially, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lifting up the tail. Okay. Uh, yes, the first Dr. examination, Schwartz. you lift it up and see nothing that would distinguish it either way. But having had some demonstrations from Varel in the past, you remember that lizard kind don't necessarily wear their goodies on the outside. <laughs> and you dig into the folds of flesh. Until you find it, <laughs> and you find a very red—I mean, it's a—it's a corpse, but still very sort of red and warty thing that you feel is a male appendage, or that you see that you don't feel it. You see that it's a male appendage. This is the dad. Oh, well, that's less—that's less bad, I'll probably. Take my hand out and start wiping it off. Dying Talus, you identified this creature. Yes. How long do basilisks live? Uh, do I know that? <clears throat> survival? or Is there a better nature check for knowledge than survival? Like, just for animal kind? I mean, was that something I would have known? Because, like, oh, the survival check was if I knew what a basilisk was. Would nature that... check. The survival check was if you knew what it did. Okay. And in part, that identified it. But if you want to test knowledge, we're going to do a nature check, please. All right. I am going to use guidance on myself as I do this. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's still not going to be good, <laughs> even with all those pluses. Uh, it's a nine. Okay. Uh, let's see here. While I collect that information... Okay. Um, let's see. So based on your understanding, the basilisk itself uh, hunts, but does not chase it. It generally sits and wait for its prey, in which it captures it in its gaze, and it uses the gaze to turn the creature to stone in a form which is edible to it, and then eats, sustains itself from the stone. Uh, notably, it doesn't consume regular stone, but stone turned from flesh. Uh, it, to your knowledge, it re actually returns back to organic 
the way that its physiology works is that it returns the stone back to organic material once digested in order to sustain its life. Uh, you do you are aware that some alchemists uh, know how to process the basculus gullet and the fluids contained within for alchemical reagents. It produces an oil that can return petrified creatures to flesh and life again. You know them from what was your specific question? I was giving you general information, but you had a specific question, I believe. Uh, the specific question Varel asked was, how old, How long do they live? How long do they live? Um, they tend to live uh, for 50 to 100 years. Okay. I relay all that information back. We should get that oil. Seems no. like seems well. like an advantage later in case this you know any of us gets turned we to stone we have something to store it in uh well no <laughs> I have a tiefling tailbone that'll likely do us no good then Just let us continue and hope I... that we are not dooming the family to incest. <laughs> oh, like this might be the only male father in the... It would make no sense, yes. But in a limited, limited cave network, it could be. But at 50 to 100 years, we can assume additional males and females exist. The young will prosper, mate with others of not direct descendants, and continue to eat nasty worm spaghetti. I can live with that. Excellent. So can I. To the next hallway, then. <laughs> All right. You move to the north hallway. North hallway uh, seems untouched, unfettered. Well, just regular cavern wall. You notice uh, a lively amount of bugs in the area on the wall. Hmm. Yum yum. Protein. Small yeah. millipedes, worms. This is a healthy there is passage. There's life in this passage. It's a healthy Very passage. Alright, you may proceed. Okay, you can make your way down all the way to the next room, please. Alright, and as you approach, you enter into a smaller network of entrances and exits there's a passage to the left west or westward a passage to the east eastward and a it appears to be a small alcove slightly to the north <laughs> ash rushes out ahead of you <laughs> <laughs> and looks around <laughs> foolishly as he may have triggered some traps unfortunately there were none oh good I love that he ran back, though. And Ash goes in, <laughs> looks down every hallway, and then rushes back into the I didn't see him at first, but I caught him. It was, <laughs> it was for the... I wasn't trying to cheat. It was for the chat, so they could see what you were describing. Uh-huh. All right, well, I will enter to the center of the room. Mm hmm Hmm. I will point at the east passage and say, I assume that one leads to spaghetti. 
these north and west are unexplored then, if we make that assumption. Yeah, uh, yeah I would agree. The passage is without the overhang, is what you're saying. This overhang here is bad. We don't want to go down there. The overhang, we can assume, goes to the creatures that we met previous. Yeah. There's no guarantee. Nash nods in agreement. The water was to the north, which means likely that's the direction we're ultimately going to head. So if we want to thoroughly check behind us, I would suggest we go to the west first. Agreement, then. I'll give us a western heading. All right, you move to the western passage. You may proceed down the hallway. It opens up into a small alcove with two long spires standing in the center. Passage um, otherwise appears to have the life of the bugs on the wall but for the most part is empty. There's stains of oil along the ground, puddled a little bit heavier in this area. Are these bones there? As the bones? You, um, that's just part of the tile and maybe ignore those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's the problem with tiles is you can't ever get the ones you necessarily want. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, ignore the bones on the ground, please. But um there are patches of oil, and um, uh, one thing you do hear is you hear the rush of water, faint, as you did on the eastern side of the cave network. All right, very good. I will uh, advance into the room to here. Okay. And as you advance into the room, uh, you peer down the hall and you notice that very suddenly the, the, the bug life you saw along the walls has receded almost to nothing quite, quite rapidly. There are no worms, there are no millipedes. Well, There's nothing. I am carrying a light. Bugs tend to do that. They, they do recede in the light, but even not, notwithstanding, they're also large and bold uh, in, in these in these caverns. I will advance to the next stalactite. Might. Okay. Right, as you advance to the next stalactite, I'll need you to make a constitution save, please. 21. Okay. You proceed to the next stalactite without effect. I see the party's moved into that area as well, so I'll require a constitution save from the party, please. Mm -hmm. Oh, mine was a natural 20. Nice. Hmm? Red dice on fire today. Right? It's so good. Can I have everyone else's rolls? 21 Five. for me. Mm -hmm. Five. Five. Ooh. Hope. I worry for hope. You're, you're captured by a very strong sense of anxiety as you walk down this hallway. Fear guys, clutches as your stomach as butterflies fill it. Guys, I don't feel good about this. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> Why is that besides the DM saying ignore the bones? Uh... <laughs> no bones in well, the I tried to no, ignore the bones, but... It's just on the tile. It's not. There's no actual bone in this room. It just it feels bad. Feels bad. Hmm. Tiefling senses, maybe. Spirit. Be you in this room? Scaring bugs? You are dead. Rest and give me my strength. You get no response back from the cavern. Can I do an arcana check? See if there's any weird magic happening? Um, Mana okay. waves? Yes. Okay. Uh, that would be a... That's not great. A 15? You feel nothing except for you and Stanley. And hope, too. It's not magic hope. Well, I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. It's very unlike you, Hope. I will trust your intuition, then. And we will turn around for now. Hope will walk back. Hmm. Perhaps I could send Pod ahead. She and can't see in the dark. No, but I can make... She can carry a stone. She doesn't have to remain invisible. That's fair. I could give her a stone and light it. I don't know. The, the, you face some many fearsome beasts. It would be better if I was invisible. It would be. I could carry the stone while invisible, but I'd probably get chased. Well, that's see, here's the advantage. Feral creature will chase me. You could carry the stone, and it was it would be glowing, and and you could be invisible. And the minute you were detected or you were afraid, you could drop the stone. They'll think it's the stone they're after. That's the only object they'll see. They won't see you. All right, I'll do this. Give me the stone. All right, I give her a stone. I cast a, a hoo-ha on it, and I give it to her. She, she, the stone floats from your shoulders and moves on ahead. It okay. immediately turns around and lands back on your shoulder, and she says, I can't go farther. Why? It's cold. The way is cold ahead. Cold, colder than I'm scared. Is it colder than right here? It's colder than this? No, it's in the natural cold. Chill. From the graves. I can't explain it, but I feel it. It's so cold. Mm. Let's Do turn I around. have any sense that something happened that tried to scare me, influence me in some way? Um, no. Okay. We have another way to check for now. We don't need to press this issue. I'll lead us out of here. Okay. You move backwards, back into the chamber, junction with four exits. One leading north, east, south, and back west where you've come from now. You originally entered that room from the south. I'll take us back to the four-way intersection with one mm -hmm. dead end. Very good. And head to the northern entrance and peer into this little room. You peer into the northern entrance and find a small alcove rich with bug life. Hmm. 
was a veritable colony of millipedes. As you press your foot down, they all move away, scatter off into the corner. As you fill the room with light, they dig into the dirt. But they're all shades of brown, black, and white. It's the various bugs mill around. Hmm. Must have been a lot of basilisk poo in here. What? A healthier room, Hope? How do you feel? Is the feeling your, gone? Your anxiety is gone. Yeah. It feels fine. I don't feel strange anymore. I feel fine too, Hope. You hear a voice yeah. ring out from Nash. Nash, your voice got so high. That's, Are you all right? That was, that was Pod. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pod. You felt that. You remember I'm here. I'm staying invisible. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's been a bit busy. I know. Yeah, I'll walk into the center of this room. And you walk into the center of the room, and it is as I described it. The bugs continue to recede into the dirt or into corners where there isn't light, so they hide from it. Beetles, millipedes, worms. Can I go over to this left wall and see if I can? hear anything through it and reverberating either the water or sure. something per of that room beyond perception 16 uh, the earth is thinner there um, you do realize that from that direction that would be the room that you had just left likely there's some amount of dirt between you and that room you do still hear very faintly the moving water rushing in the background. Mm. Although with the bugs in this room making chitter chatter and little diggy sounds, it is hard to hear. Hmm. Well, our water is the other way, but it is scary for some. Do we inspect the previous spaghetti way for options? Or do we... No, I think north is the way to go. Well, this is north. This is the... No, no, back. Back to the room. We muster our courage then and push through. And I'll kind of motion back to that scary room. Would it be beneficial to dig? Have Nash make us a tunnel of some kind and approach this aura from another area? There are strategic advantages to doing that. But if it's an aura, wouldn't that mean it would just permeate once we get through? Would it give you comfort to approach I from feel another? fine now. I don't know what happened. Well, let's give it another shot then. Okay. The party may continue. Uh, they continue back into the room that is oily where the bugs have receded. And as you make your way north again, you notice that the bug life, so rich in the room north of the T-junction, 
is seemingly completely absent in this room. Everyone uh, can move forward to their... Did they wish to inch forward? Is there any plan with their proceeding as they make their way back into this room, which caused Hope such anxiety? I'll go to where I previously was by the stalagmite. Yeah, I stepped forward because I didn't you feel hear the, anything. You hear the rush of water, and no one feels anything unusual, apart from some tension. I feel fine. I'm a little angry. It's good we talk about our feelings. Don't <laughs> we'll get the stink out of Rel. <clears throat> All right, I'll advance uh, to the other side of the stalagmite. All right, you advance. You may move freely. Mm-hmm. The edge of this edge of the room, and look back at everybody. Rel peers down the room and notices that it winds northward. Northern heading. No bugs? No bugs. Completely absent of bugs. Hmm. All right. We'll move slow. Stay close. I'll go to the edge of the next little bend here. Okay. Uh, it is with an event. You can make your next move as you proceed north. Cool. I will uh, dash across the room diagonally to the next little advancement along these peanut-shaped rooms. Okay. Just a moment, please. It's like two stomachs. It's like a Klingon. <laughs> do they have two stomachs? They do. They have double oh. organs. Oh. Two livers, two, two stomachs. Stomach. I don't know if they have four lungs, but... Or two sets of lungs, I don't know. Okay. You may move, continue moving northward. There's no vent. All right. And I will take us across this room and view forward towards the bend. Okay. Just a moment, please. Bringing up newts. Alright, you move forward towards the bend, and again, there's no life in this hallway as you proceed down, and you feel a, a cold, very cold chill move down the hallway. There's no breeze, but there's a frigidness that the warm blooded among you feel. Uh, I think maybe Pharrell would feel it with impact, less impact. This is, we discussed this, right? Lizard folk are cold blooded, as lizards are. Yeah, um, but I'm not shut down. I don't, you know. No, no, you feel and have feelings and all that, but generally speaking, you have a different relationship with temperature, right, is what I'm driving at. Yeah. I yeah. Um, without getting too complicated about it, but yes, there's a chill that everyone can feel. All right. Will you may proceed if you wish. And view around the corner, back to this wall, and take a peek. Alright, with the light from your light, you can only see 40 feet down the corridor, but the wa- the, the sounds of water now everyone can hear uh, much louder. It's not a raging river, but there's a flow to it. There's a stream, just like in Hungui's room. And uh, 
You feel as though you're close. All right. You may move your next 30 feet if you wish. Seems we approach the layer of the headache man, perhaps. Good. You move closer still. Nothing comes up on your vision yet, as uh, you can't see outside the light radius that you have. And I'm just checking with the dark vision folks. Again, same deal with the dark vision. Diantelis, you can start to make out where land meets water. Okay. I don't say anything. They'll find out soon enough. All right, Fro. Your your call. Cool. I will advance to there. Oh, all right. Thirty feet forward. You move and find. You finally find an opening that edges towards water. You can you, you notice that the room opens up into a large cavernous space, and the light fills it, but the light only goes so far and only illuminates so much. You don't see much beyond the beach ahead of you. Hmm. The water moves swiftly with purpose. There is a current, but it's not like rapids or anything. I'll make my way about eight feet away from the edge. Okay. Make your way close to the beach. You see that, in fact, out in the water, there are little places not very deep in the water. Might be about a foot or two of water, really. And um, it's running along in a very rapid stream, but you notice that there are little islands of rock out in the water. You see a few of those as you as the light begins to fill more and more of the chamber. Hmm. Nash, can you produce more of these rocks? Yes. All I need is loose rocks. Hmm. But I'll put my sword in the ground, put my javelin in the ground, lower the tiefling head from my armpit onto the beach, mm-hmm. and I'll get ready to do a chuck of my light rock out okay. into the water. I'm going to put up a, a token denoting rock just so that we have uh, something simulating the light here. You're going to chuck it out, athletics check, please? And you just want to chuck it as far as you can? or Yeah, just as far as I can. How, as far, how far can you... <laughs> I don't know what the uh, reasonable throw is. Uh, I, I had this for blood ball calculations, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I've long since filed those away. <laughs> I got a 23 Okay. on well, a small object. You chuck the rock out as far as you can, and do you see that you all, all the players see the light that's emanating? Yeah. Yeah. Map? yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You chuck it out as hard as you can, and it flies across the waterway, and it illuminates a humanoid figure standing on a piece of rock in the middle of the river it's black and then the light travels over top hits the wall behind and lands on the ground on the other side of the river you do see light emanating from it across the river but the figure the humanoid figure you saw was briefly illuminated this black shadow did you all see that and then it's back into darkness and you can't see it did you see that I did. No wonder Hope's freaked out. That's scary. Was that what scared you, Hope? I don't know what scared me. I just felt scared. It's okay to be scared. God, let's kill it and be done. (laughs) I'm never going to hear the end of this. That thing's scary. I don't like it. That really gives me the willies. 
The guy just standing out there. Shall I address it? I could shoot it. Do you see it? If I shift this way, oh, I can see it. I can't see that far. Okay, the dark vision it's folk. Far. It's very dim, but you do. Diantelus and Hope do make out the form of a humanoid. It appears to be standing, almost motionless, but there is some motion as its body sways back and forth. You believe that it is not facing your direction. Wait, could Pod go do something to it? I mean, she can, she can fly out there. The problem is she doesn't have dark vision either, so she'd have to get much closer to see him. So she could, she could perhaps fly out to this stone we can see. Maybe what I could do is I could fly up with one of your stones and drop it on the guy. <laughs> well, Nobody do that. We're not trying to antagonize. Oh, that's true. We have. But I'll we be safe up top. Yeah, we and have air. You can see it, and then Hope can shoot it as soon as it's lit up. I didn't think of that. We, we have all can air, shoot. air super, uh, superiority here. You can fly higher than you can, you can kill see. it with one of your fireballs. <laughs> Pod's getting bloodthirsty. Yeah, she's into it. You've got big fireballs. Pod, why don't you fly? <laughs> or do a quick reconnaissance mission. Fly over the figure and see if there's anything else we don't. We can't see. I won't be able to see it without light. Well, here, take a stone. Okay. <laughs> Give her another stone. <laughs> Making stones kid, all day. Stones. Take a stone. There you go. They just stack in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> you open up your pocket and this giant shaft of light. Big shaft of light. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've been making these all day. <laughs> it's like this big glowing pocket <laughs> As long as there's stones, I can make them glow. Full of rocks. <laughs> she can be any, it's any like object. Through the cloth of your, your, your cape, it's like shining through the uh, stitching. Yeah. All right, I'm just looking for a, a token here. Sorry, one moment, please. Big time. All right, it's not going to make any sense. Uh, uh, it's just not going to make any sense, but that'll be our... Yeah, it's not transparent. <laughs> a bright square. I don't have a pixie token. It didn't cost so much money on this damn site. Free, free stuff is like. Here you go. <laughs> that's a, that's uh, a very. Yeah, right. I like it. Okay. All right. Um, so you give her the light, so she's going to admit light. Forty twenty. Uh, all players right, see light has sight. Uh, you give her a stone, and she flies up to the roof. Now she is invisible, so this is just the stone you're seeing. You see the stone float to the top of the chamber. And it sheds light down onto the island. And now in full view, everyone can see there's a humanoid shape. Its flesh is black. It wears no clothes. You see flappy little buttocks melted down onto its thighs. Its skin looks like it's loose and black. Ashen. You can see what you think is the back of the head. And there are maybe 80 folds of flesh. And it sways a little bit. It's back to you. And as... Um, sorry, as Pod flies up to the top of the room, you hear her go, <laughs> as she beholds it as well. You hear the gasp echo throughout, and the figure turns around, <laughs> looking for the face, and you hear, 
a low groaning echo throughout the room and its face turns to you it has a blackened melted face it is open to almost down to his solar plexus with this large hole coming out of it and where you think you're supposed to see nose, you see nothing. You see these large black holes in its head, and it has nothing. And immediately as it catches sight of the four of you, your heads begin to buzz. Oh, great. It's a headache. Your, your headaches are, your head, your head is buzzing viciously. It turns around, reaches an arm out, and goes. <sighs> And it begins walking towards you. Well, safe to say not friendly. I fire Eldritch Blast at it. Alright, roll for initiative then. Yay! <clears throat> 20! Natural 20! Not that that's Ooh. good in this scenario, but... Did you add your modifier to that roll, please? Oh, no, I didn't. Sorry, I got so excited. Yeah, the natural 20 doesn't do much for initiative. I got so excited about it. <laughs> Feels good. Yeah. Feels good. That's what that's what matters. I don't have one. Uh, I got 12. I don't have I don't have a modifier for this for initiative. Oh, you might Nine. you might have zero. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah, I don't have one. Does not work. Nope. Sorry, I think I only got Nash's uh, nine. You said Hope, is that right? Yes. Okay, Nash doesn't have one, so twenty nine for Hope. Who else we got? Twelve for Diantalis. Eleven for Vorel. Twelve for Diantalis. Eleven for Vorel. Okay, perfect. All right, you begin to see uh, Diantalis casting a spell, but this time you're quicker. Uh, by the way, for reference in the Discord. Slack, I've put a picture of what you're seeing minus the cloth. Oh, oh that's that's awful. The Discord Slack. No, <laughs> the Discord chat. <laughs> oh. Discord chat. It's like, what is he talking about? Okay. <laughs> I'll put it in both Slack and the other place. All right, sorry, uh, Nash, you're up first. Okay, um, let me look at this thing real quick. Oh, geez. And you see Diantalis moving to act, so like a sibling competition, you can act faster since your reaction time is quicker. Look at that thing, you guys. Um, okay, well. Jeez. Uh, uh, okay. And but where are you standing? He's still at that crazy range, though. It's not that too, it's not too far. All right. Um I am going to very quickly like a like a six shooter in the night. Um not mess around. I'm going to fire off a fireball at level 3 which has a 90 foot range. My goodness. Yeah, we're going to um, we're going to go God, hard. maybe caught in the blast. Oh, wait! How high is she? Not high enough. What's the what's the shape uh, of your my my vision uh, thing? My light? Your fire? No, your fireball. Oh, the okay. so it's it counts also width wise as it does height wise, right? Right. So, let me see. The light the does twenty feet all around it. So twenty feet all around it, and um, then the fireball does twenty feet all around it. Well, twenty feet from the point of impact 
Yeah, you can't be certain you won't affect her with it. Do it. Shit. You gotta live a little mesh. <laughs> oh, wow. Hope trying to put pot at risk. I'm just saying, you never win any unless you take the shot. <laughs> I want to see this level three fireball. Well, how high is she flying? We can Pythagorean theorem this. You can't see her, but you see that the stone is roughly 20 feet above her. Okay. Roughly. You don't have an exact measurement. 20 yeah, or 30? Do you say 30? We've got shadows, though. Yeah, you should pull out the ruler. I said roughly 20. Roughly 20, okay. Okay. You know you want um, to. I, I really do want to. Do it! Trust your gut. Consequences be damned. That's how you get metal arms. <laughs> Instead of having, well, hmm. Okay, I can't. I can't count an action as a command to her, can I? Or can I? Um, we haven't really done that. She's her own autonomous NPC. All right. Shit. Although, if you want to take an action to, I don't know. Yell instruction to her. She may or may not follow. I don't know. Okay, well that might metal help. Metal arms. Metal arms. I'm gonna t <laughs> give Pod metal arms. <laughs> um. All right. She could have well, a little metal arm. What could happen? You <laughs> can pull another. You know, have a fireball flung back at you, and everyone can have metal arms. There we go. <laughs> we become Terminators. It's perfect. Mm. All right. We'll play it. You are far from any kind of third-party rescue at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did you say how many feet out she is, or he is? Hold on, I guess I can look. Let me do that real fast. About forty-five feet. Okay, so that gives me a little wiggle on that. All right, I'm going to actually instead I'm going to do acid splash as a sixty-foot range on it. Okay. Um, for now, I don't want her to get it's hurt. A, I really want to. Yeah, there's no point in saving pixies if she's dead. So, so close. Sorry, where is your? It's a um, cantrip. Okay, it's a dexterity fifteen save. Yep. For the creature that you're facing. Yep. So roll for that. Okay. You fire out the acid splash, and it, the, the big loogie of acid just sort of flies across the water and hits it. Roll damage. Roll your damage dice. All right. Does it also confer any disadvantage? It's just acid. Okay. 1d6 acid. Or 2d6 now, I suppose. 2d6s, yeah, at this level. Yeah, yeah level 5, yeah. Uh, that would be a total of 6 damage. 3s. Okay. So you hurl the loogie of acid across the field, and it splashes on top of it, coating it with this thing, and you see some smoke and bubbling on the skin. Um, wait, what type of damage is it? It's... Uh, acid, right? Sorry, acid damage is correct, right? Hold on, where does it say? I, just, I would guess. Yeah, uh, it says two, 1d6 acid damage. Oh, okay, so, there it is. I see it. Yeah, yeah acid that's damage. fine. So it's yep. Yeah, so uh, you deal that you deal the six damage to it. Okay. And it's, it sort of melts its skin somewhat further as its eyes droop down and it turns towards you, facing you, and but it appears unmoving and not to react to it apart from the physical damage you see inflicted upon it okay. as it starts to lumber forward. Oh boy. Alright. Um, Anything else? I'm going to uh, be a little bit of a chicken poop and move a little bit just to move and I'm going to go right there. Okay. Perfect. 
you do that, Nash, and uh, Pod uh, drops the light source into the water, bloosh, and returns to your side. Uh, well, you don't see what happens, but you feel her return to your side. Okay. But unfortunately, the light source is gone. Okay. It is now um, Diane Talis' turn. All right. I'll stick with what I said I was going to do. Um, mm hmm and fire two Eldritch Blasts at it. And that is going to be, for the first beam, that is going to be a 18 plus 8 to hit. Very good. Um, and then for the other one, it's going to be a 13 to hit. Sorry, what was the first roll? Uh, first one was 18 plus 8. Okay. And then the other one was a total of 13 to hit. Okay, so the first one hits. Okay. Uh, nine damage for the beam. Uh, force damage. Perfect. Second beam misses, I'm guessing. Um, nope. They're, they're sorry. The the set the first second beam. The low the thirteen roll misses. Okay. Yeah. So then yeah. just one beam. So how much damage, sir? Uh, what did I say? <laughs> I've already I'm moved sorry. the dice. I'm sorry. Do you want me to just re-roll it? Oh, wait, no. I just moved the dice, so it's uh, it was nine. That's chat room. Nine damage. Okay, perfect. Unless chat room says differently, but that's what the dice is on. No, right we'll now. take that ruling. Perfect. All right, so uh, is this Eldritch Blast? Yeah, force damage. Yeah, the blast fires out across across the, like, uh, force damage. Okay, yes. perfect. You do your nine points of damage to it. And skin flakes, its ashen skin flakes off and melts, but it appears, the force appears to push it, but it continues relentless in your direction. All right, I will uh, maybe move back a little bit, but otherwise, still going to be here. All right, Varela, it is your turn. Cool, you say it's, it's approaching, right? It's approaching. It will approach on its turn. Cool. Uh, any trouble with me grabbing my weapons out of the sand? No. Cool. Uh, you can you can pick up one weapon as it, with the free action. If anything requires two hands or two motions or anything like that, it's an action. Cool. That's what I was asking. Cool. So then I will. Uh... I will. I can't see it, so I need to think about my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, what was lighting it up has been dropped into the river. You see a large stone glowing, the light glowing under the water. Is it? Is this shallows fun. here out into the first rock? There's about 15 feet of water. Yeah, the water the, the water uh, doesn't look very deep. It may be a few. It might come up to your thighs. Okay. All right, then I will pick up uh, Maw Storm, my sword, and I'll run the 40 feet out to this point and stand on that rock. All right. Okay. Ready in action to attack it going to ready an action to attack it on that rock perfect right okay. if it enters my That's, range if it enters your range uh hope your turn okay i'm going to wade out into the water as well i'm going mm -hmm. to head up about 15 feet so that i can get in range and i'm gonna power up my arm and do my two shots okay perfect and you have vision with your dark vision on it perfect yep Okay, do your two shots. All right, so a 22 for the first one and then a 17 for the second. Okay, both hit. What type of damage is this? Piercing. 
Okay. So 28, uh, 20, 31 damage. I need to know the damages separately, please. Oh, okay, perfect. So the first one would be 15, uh, I guess 16.5 plus three is added on to one of them. Oh, you're dividing it into two. Okay, I need, I need, I'll need the numbers separately. Uh, probably a lot in the future as resistances become a thing. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. The damage, the damage you inflict is halved. Oh, three each uh, time. Oh, perfect. Okay, sorry. The, da- um, the damage you inflict is halved on each attack. It might matter because one might be a large amount, one might be a small amount. Like you know, so. Um, okay, so you see that the bullets enter into it, having done nothing, almost like it's play-doh. Uh, it did damage it as pieces of its flesh burst off and but it continues to walk uh, unabated and it doesn't appear to be very damaged by your guns. Okay. Even though that's a lot of damage. (laughs) Uh, Two attacks! Alright, hope. So let's see, 16s. Okay. Um, So now the creature begins its walk and as it walks it begins to and it moves closer to you, Pharrell. And its eyes begin to captivate you. I need you to make a DC. I'm oh, sorry, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Eight. Okay. Um... So you feel a buzzing in your head and you stare your opponent down looking at its hollow blacks. And the hollow blacks seem to reverberate. And in your mind you feel unrest and uncertainty. And you feel your spirit wither inside your shell. Your scales, the fullness of your soul does not feel that it fills things out. That it fills out your body. And you begin to feel despair. Wow. Anyways, uh, you take <laughs> six <laughs> points of damage. Necrotic damage. Okay. From his gaze. I'm just saying wow because I rolled uh, three ones. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, you man. Said wow, and I was like, and Varel instantly killed. And what happened? <laughs> Sorry. Three, three ones, one, two. Oh, sorry, it's five necrotic damage. My math is wrong. I basically rolled one, two, one, one on my dice, and that's what I was wow. <laughs> I was like, how's that possible? Spooky wow. Um, uh, yeah, so um, your soul, uh, your spirit inside feels assaulted, but there's no weapon, there's nothing touching you. M- merely its gaze seems to diminish your soul, and then it continues as it splashes into the water moving towards you and it speaks in a language no one here understands and it's not moving its mouth it's just echoing from its speaker hole as it's it begins chanting and your head is filled with a major headache um, it's going three feet It also pulsates now. That buzzing feeling becomes strong. And hope and... Well, I need a ruler again. 
It's this button right here. Just checking those two. Hope and Varel, you take five necrotic damage as well. Additionally, just its proximity seems to create a buzzing feeling and a pain in your mind as your it feels like your brain is shrinking inside of your head. Ah. Uh. Okay, uh, Nash, it is now your turn again. Okay. Can I have my reaction in range? You can have your reaction. My apologies. Excellent. Yes. I will make a reckless attack for the first one. Mm-hmm. So you have advantage uh, on me next turn. Very good. It's a 17 to hit. Okay, hit. The second attack is a 16. Okay, roll your... They're both hits. Roll your damage separately. Give me both numbers, please. This is slashing damage, six slashing, mm-hmm. and eight, uh, 11 slashing. And I still haven't recovered my strength from the ghost, right? Right. That's so right. so six, six is reduced to three, 11 is reduced to six as you try to slice it. And its body is resistant, it appears, to your attacks. As the, the sword, you bring the sword up, and it just... It's almost like it's made of some sort of impervious flesh metal as you hack away at it and it, it appears to resist your attacks and is, is unrelenting as you're caught in its gaze and your body buzzes with the pollution of its thoughts. Uh, Nash, now your turn. Alright. Um, I am going to whip around and wade out to about oh, actually just put it there. And I'm going to yell, This is a fight we cannot lose! I'm gonna make Varel super huge! And I cast uh, Embiggen on him, or whatever it's called. Hold on. My name. I'm gonna cast Enlarge. Uh, I assume he's a willing, a willing participant. Yep. And uh, I'm going to cast it at level one. And it's a level two spell. I I'm sorry, level two is what I meant, just not three. And um, burp, 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 burp. that's it. I'm gonna cast it. Okay, perfect. Then uh, you see before you Varel's form once again grow to twice the size, fourteen feet tall. Okay. Uh, I will s- see this and smile and stay right where I'm at and end my turn. Uh, did you move? You moved closer, didn't you? I did. I moved up right uh, quarter kitty corner to hope. Okay, perfect. Uh, Diane Talis, it's your turn. All right. Uh, everybody has piled in, so I don't have a clear shot of the creature. So I'm going to move up to where I can actually see him uh, to the northern, more northern side of the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing I'm going to do is cast Hex on him. Okay. And then fire two more Eldritch Blasts at him. Okay. Roll the, roll the damage dice, or roll the attack dice, please. Okay. I've got a 18 to hit and a 19 to hit. They both hit. Okay. What type of damage is this as well, please? Uh, yeah, I'll break it down for you. Um, mm-hmm. So the beams themselves do force damage. Uh, so the first beam does uh, 15 force damage. 
the second beam does 11, no, 12 okay. force damage. You already have sufficient damage to kill it, so describe your oh. killing blow. Oh, jeez, that was way easier than I thought. I didn't oh, need to nice. hex that guy. Oh, crap. Uh, I wasted an right. enlarge. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, I move up and uh, just whisper, this is the end of the headache, man, and just casually flick my wrist and two beams go out, one through the body, one through the head. Okay, and it explodes into particulate. You hear Gosh, dang it. As the room fills with silence for a brief moment. But then you hear the rumbling of rock. You see from the light across where you threw the light stone another of the self same. You see a hand black and fleshy break out from the wall climb through and break itself free you see its eyes as it gazes down across the river you hear the sound come from behind you down the alcove as another one bursts through from the wall you hear the noise again echoing out in parts, other parts of the chamber that you can't see and you hear many more as they descend upon your location that's where we'll leave it for this week. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, nice. yay, I made him big, and it wasn't a waste. Woo! Yeah. yeah. I was seriously worried I totally blew that. Blew my I ultimate. Well, now my hex spell isn't going to be wasted, <laughs> too. This is all good. This is all coming up roses. How are you rotating? Oh, that's awesome. Look at him rotate. All right. That's great. I'm a Pac-Man if I ever die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're yellow already. You're all your set. All right. Well, fantastic. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Um, uh, look where we're at, everybody. Big old hairy uh, piece of business when we get back next week for yet another edition of There Will Be Dungeons. Now, a reminder, if you listen to the show and you enjoy it, then uh, what you're going to be wanting to do is head on over to therewillbedungeons.com and send us your uh, emails. You can uh, check out the website, check out the archives. Everything's on the, uh, the uh, Twitch site for the VODs. Of course, there's YouTube versions of the show as well as the podcast. So no excuse for you not to go back and listen to everything you've missed, if you indeed missed some. We saw some new people in the chat. Always good to see that. Uh, if you're saying on the podcast, man, I'd love to come live, when is it? It's every Saturday, 3 p.m. Mountain Time to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. That's how long we run. And uh, if you come on in, you'll be joined by with friends in the chat, and we'll all hang out together. There will be dungeons.com. That is going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Uh, is there anything else? I guess that's it for me. No, that's it. Is that it? Thank you for thank you for being great players. Yes, for being great. Listeners. Thank you for everybody being great at everything. Uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, for myself, for Bo, for John, for Kristen, and for Kyle. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.